It's time for Mac Break Weekly. We are here now six days after the Apple event to take a look at it with the cold, clear light of day. Jason Snell, Andy Anako, Alex Lindsay will talk about some of the new features in the iPhone, how hard it was to get the iPhone on the first day, plus what we can expect next month from Apple. It's all coming up next on Mac Break Weekly. Podcasts you love from people you trust. This is Twit. This is Mac Break Weekly, episode 835, recorded Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. Dynamic Peninsula. Mac Break Weekly is brought to you by IT Pro TV. Are you looking to break into the world of IT? Get the introduction you need with IT Pro TV. Get 30% off when you sign up at itpro.tv slash MacBreak and use the code MacBreak30 at checkout. And by Collide. Collide is an endpoint security solution built around honest security. You can meet your security goals without compromising your values. Visit collide.com slash MacBreak to learn more and activate a free 14-day trial today. No credit card required. It's time for Mac Break Weekly, the show we talk about the latest news from Apple. And yes, I know we're a week late, but we are not a dollar short. We're about $15,000 short, I think, after, <laughs> after all the purchases. Jason Snell is here from SixColors.com and the incomparable. Hello, Jason. Hello, Leo. It's hard to believe that it's been less than a week, but it's good. We have, we have like uh, deep thoughts and uh, perspectives. Yes. A little bit. We have now. emerged from the reality distortion field. Indeed. Mostly intact. Andy Anako, WGBH Boston. Hello, Andrew. That's right. This is the best and the worst time to talk about uh, an Apple event because now we've figured out how much we've been lied to and cheated by the man. <laughs> you hear that, the man? We're Our eyes are fully open now. Yeah. Uh, Alex Lindsay. WG no no that's 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 Andy your your office hours dot global <laughs> I'm taking over yeah, yeah exactly oh nine oh dot media hello my Alex. bank account is so much lighter so Did you guys it's, uh, yeah no kidding it's more air efficient <laughs> public radio cannot afford Alex Lindsay <laughs> <laughs> but get ready because uh, October is going to be even more expensive yeah oh yeah way <laughs> M2 more chips, M2 chips M2 chips on maybe a Mac Pro yeah that's yeah, yeah, yeah that's going to be expensive. So uh, before we get into the uh, deets, let's start by saying upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. Uh, Mac OS, iOS, iPad OS, everything OS, they all have a zero day that is uh, significant and you must update right now. So uh, update all the things. Uh, I did that before I came in. It's not a lengthy update. It was weird because I knew uh, yesterday that I would be getting iOS 16. Yeah. And when I launched the updater, it said 15.7. And I thought, now Lisa's had a thing below it because she's an iOS, she's an iPhone 13. I'm only a 12 that said, oh, or, or you could just go to 16, which would obviously be the right answer. But for me, right. I didn't see that. Maybe I missed it, but I didn't see it. I So I went to 15.7 and then iOS 16. It's a very yeah. important I update. You must get it. Uh, CVE 2022-329-17 allows a malicious app to run arbitrary code on an affected device with kernel privileges. Uh, that, sound, that sounds bad. And it may have been actively exploited. It may have, according to Apple. So that's, that's why I'm somewhat urgently encouraging you to update. 
Right. 99% of the people out there, they don't use the Colonel app, and they've never heard of it, so they don't care. <laughs> they stick with what the big deal is lieutenant about. or general, but who needs a Colonel? No, you all use the Colonel, yeah, so exactly, uh, exactly. Get, get going. Fix it right away. Uh, this is, boy, they, this is the second zero day in as many weeks, I think, or certainly uh, the, that zero day for the WebKit was fairly recent. So anyway... Uh, Get, get get on in there. I guess if yeah. you go to 16, you have all of that as well. Yeah, same same thing with Chrome. It's like anything that can possibly render a web page, you really got to yes. keep on top of it. Yeah. And that's the reason why you don't – If there, even five years ago, I think we had the luxury of thinking that, oh, well, geez, I'm kind of busy right now. I don't think – it's asking me to do a system update. Maybe I'll wait until tomorrow or I'll maybe I'll take it out, take it, uh, take it off until about a week. And then now it's like, yeah, I should make sure I get that done within memory of this alert. Jason, you, uh, along with Micah, were at the uh, beautiful Apple campus for the event last Wednesday. You were, yeah. How was it? It was amazingly exactly like the last event there three years ago. <laughs> Except Which, it was on tape. So, yeah, so much has changed, right? We've been through so much. Apple which relied on its sort of system of doing product announcements instead did pre, you know, they came up with their whole pre-recorded event thing. And they, as a reviewer, they started doing like briefings on WebEx and FedExing us product where it always used to be, you know, you needed to appear in person and get a briefing in person. And then they'd hand you the, the bag with your review unit and you'd walk out. And they, so they completely rejiggered all of that. And yet, uh, flash forward to September 2022, and it was a lot like 2019. Um, the other than the fact that there was, other than Tim Cook saying hello, uh, nobody on stage. They just played the same video that everybody else saw. However, literally everything else is the same. Same sort of group of people uh, milling about outside the Steve Jobs Theater. You go into the theater, you take your seat. You watch a presentation, you get back up, there's a hands-on area, and then, you know, some people get briefings right then and, and take away stuff, and other people, you know, wait for, to, to, you know, or just leave. Uh, and I did a podcast there, and, like, it, it was otherwise completely normal. Uh, I heard a couple Apple executives afterwards saying they were really happy to, like, have the event on campus and have it back. I actually think it's going to be like this from now on, which is because the truth is it's not as if that presentation that was live on stage was interactive for those of us in the audience. It's not like we could, you know, Tim, I've got a question. Did you did you you feel like you missed anything by not having them do the presentations live like the? No, no. I mean, other than being in the presence, right? Like speaking, yeah, speaking right. of the queen, that idea of being in the presence yeah. of whoever, you know, Apple executives or celebrities or whatever. But other than that, it isn't, again, not an interactive presentation. You're still sitting yeah. on your butt, looking at people on the stage and then leaving. And so I heard some, there was some grousing from some members of the press or like, we came all this way for this. But it's like, <laughs> is it that different? I Like philosophically, seriously, exactly. is it that different? Yeah, if all exactly. you're doing is sitting there and watching it, the reason exactly. you're there is for the hands-on yeah. and for the briefings and all of those things that go along and with it. for the it. sandwiches. Did they give you sandwiches a little bag? There, oh, there was, I had a nice little croissant. falafel. I had a little falafel afterward for lunch. That was really Mm -hmm. good. Yeah, very nice. Is it is it vegetarian spread or do they? Was that just a Steve Jobs thing? Uh, They they will sometimes have meat things, but they always make sure to have a vegetarian and a vegan option. And you know they've got all of the and gluten free and like they've got all that stuff marked. It's very very much the your your kind of modern um, variety, but with with warning labels. Did they tell you what the pastry pronouns were though? 
They, uh, I didn't ask because, you know, the key, key thing, Leo, before pro tip, before you go to the Apple event is stop eating and drinking because you've got it. Who knows how long you're going to be sitting there. That's true. Those 14,000 dollar chairs just hold on. Are Are they comfy chairs? Do you like them? Uh, for for theater chairs, yeah. I mean, compare yeah. them to something like the town hall that they have at Infinite yeah. Loop, oh, much, which they used to do better. events in. Yeah. And those oh. are unpleasant, yeah, yeah. just deeply unpleasant. unpleasant chairs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. much nicer. They yeah. spared no expense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Paris, Paris Martineau said the 90-minute event could just have been an email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of mean. Um, yeah, a little snarky. I, w- I would say <laughs> that they that was a 90-minute event that would have been more than two hours if it had been yeah, a stage live. show in person. Yeah, right. I think it gets the, it's much higher density as a pre-taped, scripted uh, uh, commercial, great. basically. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's fun to see, like, later on, like, the levels of access that different people have where, no, number one, there's a level of access where, yes, you got invited to the, the event. And I'm not, I'm not uh, and I'm not suggesting there's anything hinky going, around, going on there. Apple can invite whoever they want to invite uh and uh and then there's the people who uh, uh get the special briefings and then like two or three days later like the, uh, the day of the event i'm like gee it's kind of weird that i justine is like doing her like uh, during her like talking head like from the main scrum of this beta area of, of this of this demo area and then of course like a day later like she and a couple others like have videos posted which she's alone in like the in the saucer in the saucer ceiling building yeah. and it's like yes that's exactly it so i think so that's they're always going to have a live portion of that because it's always they're they're, they're there are audiences that they can attract in the volume that they want to Apple wants to attract uh, on the day they want to attract by making sure that the people who have the sort of audiences have a special reason to come down there. They wouldn't come down there if it were just, hey, come down, fly all the way down here, sit through a video for 90 minutes and then go home. Even if it involved like uh, coming home with a bag full of, uh, of hardware, it's like you, you, there, there are reasons to come down there. And part of the reasons is to really take advantage of the space. Um, okay. I mean, we watched here, uh, Andy and I, uh, we weren't horribly jealous. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Maybe of the croissants and the falafel. Um, I'm I'm glad to still have $1,200 in my bank account that I could, that I I can now spend on like getting the new iPhone or getting the new watch or something like that. That's all. Yeah. So he's talking about the flight out because you have to. Right. For me on the East Coast. For Jason and Micah, it was just a. You know, down yeah. the road, so it wasn't too Just awful. taking a drive. It was um, a long road, and there's a really big bump on 280. <laughs> really? There's always that one that just your car takes off and lands on the way down. Yeah. Speed limit. Speed okay. limit. Oh, yeah, I, do, I do hit it at 80. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's hard on 280 because it's so wide open. It's there's, like 17 lanes, it feels like. and It's yeah, like eight miles it. to the Nobody's exit. There's there. this one bridge that I always have to remember. I gotta slow down. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so, yeah. Uh, let me think. Uh, well, I, because you were there, Jason, I'll give you a little pride of uh, place. Was there anything you saw that uh, knocked your socks off? Or more than one well, thing is fine. I, I think the big thing that was the surprise it, and says a lot about a lot of things, says a lot about Apple's ambitions, says a lot about what the rumors are and where they come from is this idea of the dynamic island. And yeah. I want to start yeah. with the name because the nothing we, nothing says we wish we had named the notch so people call it something that isn't the notch, like calling this the dynamic island. Like they lost control of the narrative there and they're like, no, 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 it's an island, people, a dynamic 
island. You so, really have but, to admire yeah. their ability to take a negative and turn it into, yeah. I think, a po- at least it looks like a positive. Yeah. I don't know, like, it's it's it. called lemonade. Like lemonade. The, exactly. Like they should call it the lemonade drop. Oh, no. It, it's it's beyond lemonade, and th- those of you who listened to the listened to uh, Leo and I last week, show up, just could see like how excited I was about it. It's there's one thing about saying, oh, okay, well we masked this enough that you don't notice that this was a design problem that we solved. It's l- truly like you could you could uh, I uh, Apple could make the claim that no 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 we des- we were working up to this for the past three or four years, and this is what the, it just took us a while before we get the sensors into that one little pill that we always mm. wanted for the iPhone iPhone ten, mm. uh, and I mean. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, sure that's not, I'm sure that's uh, in fact, yeah, they don't put it on the notch, I notice, on the iPhone 14 yeah. and 14 Plus. Right. So you I know, think so it wouldn't work notch, as well with the I, notch. I, I, also, I really another thing like about it. An, an, Another quick, just another quick thing about the notch, though. Uh, someone uh, overlaid screenshots that the notch actually intrudes vertically into the screen right. less than the pill. <laughs> right. So that's an interesting choice. Yeah, I, they, I, they, I they chose it. to make it, you know, drift down in that island there. That's what they chose <laughs> to do this time. When I saw it, when I saw it, all I could think of for some reason, I, I was picturing Larry David just going, hey, it's a notch. It's a notch. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I kind of yeah. like the notch. You know, it's like uh, it's 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 like this black spot where I put on my on my face like, a pill. Who who wants a pill? I'm just going to spend twelve hundred dollars for that. I got pills in my life. Yeah. So if we talk talk about the rumors here, right? Like it's these two cutouts, and everybody's like, oh, it's going to be a hole punch and a, like a little oval hole punch, and that's going to be it. And yeah. and it shows you first off that so many rumors come out of the supply chain where all they know it's the it's you know it's the three blind men and the elephant. There's Larry David. Um, it's the three blind men and the elephant. They're like. Oh, it's two, it's two things now. Exactly. But uh, what's actually happening is software. And yeah, I, I really think they've had the last five years since they did the notch to think like, well, if we can get it smaller, you know, could we embrace it? Could we build UI yeah. around it and turn it into a feature? Yeah. And that's not something that we all got as a rumor because that was deep inside Cupertino, right? Yeah, Instead that wasn't of it being the just on the chain. assembly line. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I love their ambition there, right? Because it is it is turning a negative into a positive. It's like, well it does look if cool. we dance around the <laughs> UI does. If we dance around those little holes, and it's right. almost as if they disappear. Right. Whereas the notch is like, just don't look at it. Okay, just it's not. A, it's not. Don't a, look at it. It's not a pill. It's a permanent widget kind of a thing. Here's the uh, it, it, it comparison you were talking code. about, Andy, from widget, uh, Reddit yeah. via Reddit's uh, uh, iPhone Reddit. So the 14 and the 14 Pro, the split and superimposed. So you see, the pill is actually uh, further down. Yeah, smaller. Very good. I think that's right. Further down, but it's, it's further down. It, it's it's narrower, but I think it's an, a, a, a slightly bigger, up uh, taller than the notch. But I, but I also think that the fact that you do get some active pixels up uh, above up, it on top of the pill that's what makes the dynamic makes it, island possible. Otherwise, yeah, it, it be a dyma- dynamic uh, peninsula. But, but also visually, visually. <laughs> nobody wants a uh, dynamic peninsula. There you go. You know, you know they they're thinking we could have called the notch the static peninsula. People would have eaten that up. Oh, kicking themselves. It's not a notch. It's a peninsula. Uh, okay, I no can't ask you this, Jason. So just uh, wink. Not, no, no. <laughs> No, besides, okay. so have you had any experience of it other than in the hands-on? Uh, no, I no. can I can give you the the official canary, which is I was not one of those people who yeah. was, who stayed tomorrow. behind and got a briefing. Tomorrow and, you might get it. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. that's yeah. that's usually how it works, right? Yeah. Is that the second second wave people get it the after the embargo drops? Right. Um, so, so so we I've can't only... really judge how 
the utility uh, or the, you know, I mean, there may be a high annoyance I, factor with I that thing say, going. Bleh, 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 bleh. I would say we won't be able to judge it even when it ships. And this is why it's because this is part of this, this action widget framework that they announced in June. The idea that you have live actions as widgets and show things like a baseball game or, yeah. or now yeah. playing in, in the music app. It, this is the other shoe of that dropping, which is that this is the same API does the stuff around the dynamic island. Well, the thing is, that's a coming later feature for everybody but Apple. So third party stuff is going to be really uh, it's going to take a few months for the third parties to support this. And I feel so I feel like out of the gate, it's going to be a little thin because it's just going to be Apple stuff. And then there's going to be like a software update and we're going to get third party apps that that embrace the dynamic island. They move out to the island and then we'll see how it is. But I think it's going to take a while for the uptake from the developers to, to come yeah. in. And, and thank you, Apple, for making an API or whatever they call it, a kit for this because it is nice that absolutely other apps can use it especially because apps are going to take over the whole screen so it, it's very nice that an app can somehow integrate that thing that whole yeah. into something better. and that's and, th and that's something that apple can do that google can't google a couple of iterations ago well, google's trying to get away from the pill right well, well, no, not they're making it I'm, I'm smaller talking, and smaller. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm talking about the pill. I'm talking about uh, how uh, a, a few iterations of, of Android ago, they came up with this really interesting idea of having apps have access to picture in picture, just like YouTube. So that, like, if, if you're in Google Maps, for instance, and you're on a bus or you're on a train or whatever, you can actually keep an active Google Maps view of where you are, so that you don't miss your stop and stuff like that. And they made and they opened that up to third parties, but Google doesn't have the ability to either by making it so attractive as Apple makes their stuff attractive or by strong-arming their developers the way that Apple strong-arms their developers to actually convince so many third parties to actually take advantage of it. This is a beautiful... And, and the, 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 the thing that I miss a lot that's so obvious about, about phones is there are times where there is an ongoing thing that an, that an app is doing in the background yeah. that you want to be able to keep an eye on, mm -hmm. even, if it's just, even if it's just that I want to actually have a persistent thing that says, here's how long this call has been running or here's how... Here, Here's the uh, uh, here's here's where this uh, the 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 source of this audio is coming from, and I want to be able to mute it and control it there, or uh, or the, the the gold the gold standard which they demonstrated, which is when is how long is it going to take for my lift to get here? Do I have time to brush my teeth, or am I going to have to hot dog it when I get when I get to the office uh, when I get to the office later that day? Apple's going to be able to actually. Uh, take advantage of it now maybe they'll maybe for all we know when we're being really optimistic i'm being really excited about it but it could be just as bad a situation as the i still can't remember what apple's official name for that stupid little oled strip on above the keyboard was but nobody bar. really thank you very much the touch bar uh, nobody really supported it there was some fun yeah. <laughs> it was fun to, to play doom on this on the touch bar but it didn't become the sort of thing where all of the apps that you use find a creative and productive way to use it so maybe we're just being optimistic here, but I don't think so. I think this is something that every app is going to want to be able to say, look how modern we are. This is, look, how, look how much you're getting for your $5 a month or whatever, whatever we're charging for subscription. We're making this better. We're making this more modern. We're making this the equivalent of every single Apple uh, app that's out there. I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. How long before Android <laughs> phones start copying it, right? That's oh when you know it already happened. It already happened some on a on a on a uh, a theme. Oh God, uh, not a theme. Oh, yeah. A launcher. No, Xiaomi. 
Uh, Xiaomi, yeah. The, yeah, Xiaomi. This is the dynamic island on a Xiaomi phone. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? I I'm think sure in general, <laughs> the uh, the general press reaction to dynamic island has been extremely positive, like Andy mm-hmm. and yeah. mine. Uh, the real question will be uh, once we get it in our hot little hands. Uh, yeah, how does it work in practice? Because, right. I mean, it is, like, like Andy said, really a, a great idea to say phone screens are too small for multitasking, but what about an active uh, background information area? And you can tap and hold, and it brings up a, a more dynamic kind of control. Although, again, my understanding is that those aren't really interactive if you're not Apple. Uh, third-party apps are less interactive. Oh, but is that true? Di- oh, I think so, but I, you can see a direction that they're headed here, which is this is almost like something like the Mac menu bar for the iPhone, right? It's a place that you can put little menu yeah. bar items, essentially, and say, here's what all, what else is going on. And I think that that is a, uh, again, I, I you know there's that saying about how, how if you put constraints on creative people, sometimes they do their best work. This feels like that. This feels like Apple looking at those holes in their display and being like, we got to do something. And in doing that, they came up with a, a rethinking, like a major rethinking of how iOS works on phones. And that's, yeah, it's got a lot of potential, even though, I mean, I, I'm with Andy. We're going to get it and there's going to be like, oh, it doesn't do this. And it's going to be one of those things we have to wait maybe a year for. But I think it's got huge potential. Alex, when you uh, were all watching on uh, on office hours, uh did you notice any edits, any jump cuts, any problems? <laughs> Just anything we might have missed? Yeah, there was there was a lot of. I mean, we we discussed a lot of things. Like there was a long discussion about whether what parts were green screen and what weren't. So it looked um, like it felt like it was all uh, almost all green screen. I right? don't think it was. Um, How so, did they do? <laughs> boy, this drove me nuts. So this is when they're demonstrating the AirPods uh, Pro Two. Uh-huh. At first, she's in a subway station. Looks like, a, in fact, she's on a subway car. Looks very much mm-hmm. like a New York subway car. Gets out of the car, walks out the door of the station. Suddenly, she's on the street with a guy in a jackhammer. Yeah. Then walks off the street into, into a, cafe. a cafe. And then they pan back, and it looks like it's three sets. That's not, that's all fake. It, I, I don't know yet. You know, like, like we don't so know. I, I, guess, I think yeah. that that could have been. And some of those effect shots could definitely be fake. What we were really talking about is when the presenters and in those effect shots, you could absolutely fake that. Have her do what she needs to do on right. a green screen, and then right. and then swap things out. I'm wondering if they used but, the uh, volume, the big space that the Mandalorian uses. Not out of the question. Yeah. Not out of the question. They could the, afford it. They might have yeah. a giant micro LED screen in the basement. <laughs> well, you just go. You would go to the space. It's, it takes so much to set it up that yeah. it would. They would yeah. just go to. They talk to ILM there. and say, "Hey, yeah. can we shoot there?" Yeah. But the <laughs> the um uh the the, what we were really looking at is when the presenters were standing, we were trying to decide, like, is that big screen, are they in front of a screen or are they in front of a green screen? And then they're, they're keying it all in. And the things that we were looking at were, like, the kind of hair was that was, like, the little yeah, flyaways. Yeah. That's what we were looking at. We were looking at, at flyaways yeah. and, 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 we were and I... shadows on the floor. And, and what we noticed was and there was an argument that it's all green screen, except so, that So look at this move. This is, this is, so this is. All right, let me see. I lost it. There's places where the presenters are talking and they zoom into another space. Um, it, it feels okay. So, this one, okay, let's watch that. So, how realistic it, this could be a drone shot. Okay, now he's got to be on a green screen, I think. Jeff Williams, no, oh, I don't think so. Uh, that's, no, no, that's, that's real. That would be really real. hard. I, It'd be really I hard heard, to move with the I heard from and... someone behind the scenes that most of this stuff is practical. I think that the slides are fake. But I, I think their locations are real. Let me go those, back. Those locations so look exactly he goes, like that. 
he finishes, Jeff Williams finishes speaking, uh-huh. and then we slot. Oh, did you see the distortion there? All right, yeah, so that was just effect. a cut. That was a cut. <laughs> but, okay, never mind. Well, yeah. There was a little distortion that was hiding the cut. But I, I think that screen, maybe the screen is, is there real. as a rectangle, but the, but yeah. what's on the screen is obviously is I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that, that's, that it's practical, but there but there is a screen holding space there. Now, when mm-hmm. she's not in front of it, they could just add it in. Like, they didn't really put Jeff Williams right. on, a, on a rock, did we they? We think that they did. I think they did. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Actually, now, that, we had a conversation about that. Did about they drop him in with a drone shot? No, you can walk up from the back. It looks much better. I love that they did that right impressive. He's on the Apple campus and then he's out in the in the wilderness yeah. and that's one of those examples of apple i i mean i know this is weird to say but i i love that apple is actually pushing their filmmaking i mean tim called it a film it's like okay yeah. whatever but they are ambitious with it like that yeah. shot with the three the triptych there of the of the of the subway and the and the jack and the cafe it, yeah. and that move where they pull back and reveal that it's all kind of like in the in that set yeah like, that's unnecessary right like they that's that is a flourish that they just did for fun <laughs> and jeff williams going from Apple Park to out in the middle of the wilderness and them not caring and you know doesn't when they're not trying to pretend that these people are in these places they know that they go from place to place like they're really kind of evolving how they communicate in these videos and I love it because they could well be a done. lot lazier and it's it could so, be a lot lazier Alex this is the volume has to be right um, that's pretty close to be a volume. So like putting things really, really close to you in the volume is not usually what you would do. You'd usually have that close. You probably have physical, probably have something physical there. Um, usually the volume is how are they bouncing her? Get, Are she in a box that they're bouncing? Can, well, sometimes, sometimes you put people on things and, and move them a little bit. It's not, you know, practically to get them to and do then, what they And then it's do. a screen outside um, the subway car. To uh, it could be now that could be the volume or it could be something else or it could just be a big screen or it could be just green. You know, like that. That's something that green screen would be really good at because she's not moving. So there's no there. perspective issues or anything with that. Although the there's camera's of, moving the, the, and the light, no. the light through the windows matching is very impressive. If that's a now watch this. I think she's in. She's walking out of the subway station. Mm. I guess you could put a cut there. Those are, so what you do is you use you use those walls as wipes. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. So then you match yeah. the you match the That's shots. That's what they so, did in that uh, amazing movie uh, with the drummer. And, uh, and again, the, here the Hawkman when you go back where yeah. she just was there, Birdman. shot the whole movie. Birdman was a whole Birdman. single shot, the whole thing, but it yeah, was but all done with those. wipes. Yeah. So, so yeah. here, what Birdman. I would do, I don't know what they did here, but what I would do is everything until the street would have been practical, and the street itself this is might be not not. So, yeah. but everything yeah. else, everything up to where those those uh, alert cones are would be practical, and then right, and then I might do. You might could have foreground right foreground practical. She mm-hmm. she opened that mm-hmm. door, but then it could be from the door back. Could be uh, I know where that cafe is too. It's definitely yeah, is that a real cafe? That, the, yeah, out, on, the outdoor uh, scene on, in San Francisco uh, there is real, obviously, but the the alley seems mm-hmm. like right. The alley and the jackhammer man are fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, is this is this too distracting, or maybe is it just us? <laughs> no, no, no. There's, there's there's something there's something even no, uh, dude, Apple. Yeah. It looks like Apple actually had an Easter egg in that subway scene for Severance, the, yeah. their Apple TV there's show. There's a character from no. Severance in the no. subway. No, Helly is I, I, in the subway. Helly. Oh, I thought I saw Helly. And I like, saw a redhead come out the door yeah. of the subway. Was that it's Helly? A, a, Oh yeah, my yeah. God! I put, a, I, I put a link in the notes for you if you want. Watch, to watch, watch. The Tom's government. Uh, uh, there she is. There's Helly. Yep. Yep. That's oh. it. And she makes another appearance at the at, at the, at the uh, post credit scene. Yeah, with, with where the the video glitches out for a second, which I thought was super weird until I realized that oh, I don't. <laughs> I was I was know, doing all my. I saw yeah. that and I thought, oh, she's just 
looks like Heli. They couldn't possibly get the actor to come up. It's, it's called money. It's, money. It turns yeah. out if you have enough money, you, money can, have, you can get the actor for, yeah. to do for us, a lot of things. That's not even a hey, cameo. Hey, actor that's, on Apple yeah. TV show. Stan Lee yeah. wouldn't Apple even take you. that. <laughs> that's amazing. No, that, that's, oh, that AirPods, if there's a camera, Stan Lee would have been there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that AirPods thing segment was the most sort of like tech forward where they were really pushing it in terms yeah, of visuals. Yeah, yeah. Also, I don't know if, uh, I'm sure Alex noticed, uh, with the, because she's talking about music and there's a lot of background sound happening while she's talking. I, th- I thought it was the most aggressively clearly looped dialogue of any of the performers i think maybe that apple employee also is not an expert at adr which nor should she be but so it it felt the most artificial of any of the segments to me yeah i I think maybe that's why they made the visuals look that way I think a lot of things were looped, so so I do think that there was sure, a lot of ADR. That was Audio aggressive, loops. though. That yeah. was that was really aggressively re-recorded. So, for, she, for, for the non-cinema cineasts here, <laughs> that's where you have uh, after the fact additional dialogue recording. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you know mashed potatoes mashed potatoes mashed potatoes in the background to get the the lips to match but with a clear audio track and she i mean because the audio mixing on that like because she's got a background like when jaws is standing there saying oh the new iphone pro is great like you could probably capture that audio maybe not right like it could it could still be avr'd if she it depends on whether she was really outside or not you know the places that we thought when someone's on a cliff we were thinking that's probably avr Um, the guy, the guy in the boat in a, with the wind blowing, right? Like, no mm-hmm. way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and we have to realize that, like, you know. Uh, so is this person? Movies are ADR. Is this person like, really know, in a field? <laughs> I think she is. Yeah, okay. yeah, I think she is. That would be. It would be. It's be easy no to do. Reason. It's cheaper probably yeah. to put her as hel- helicopter to a field than it is to to bring her into the volume. Yeah, they're, and their place is relatively close in Northern California, yeah. where you could do a shoot yeah. like that. That, and then she might yeah. have also been on the same shoot as as Jeff Williams. They might right. have gone to right. Highway 120, and she's out in in Tuolumne Meadows or something like that. Like you could do that in a. Couple I thought of it days might be and, uh, Boulder Creek as you're going over 92 in from uh, 280 even, into Highway even 1. Even easier, yeah, yeah right. That's, mm. that's like a minutes yeah. away from Cupertino. That's a, that's yeah. that's an interesting. There's an interesting question though that now there are people who scour. Uh, Ah, sorry, big truck outside. We need uh, ADR who, for an yeah, Oco. Can you get in here? Loop that. We're gonna loop that. Dialogue <laughs> I don't loop later. that uh, later. I, I don't. I don't know why I spent so many hundreds of thousands of dollars having an LED st- stage put up just to make it look like I've got cheap Shoji screens behind me. But you know what? I'm, I'm playing the double bluff. But yeah. If, but uh, I, I wonder if uh, some people who are really, really, really into like reporting on like when's the date's gonna be and what are they showing? Are they now gonna start to look and look uh, in California database for what companies have sh- have secured filming permits huh. for what locations? Because those weren't stolen shots this isn't you know this, yeah. this, this yeah. isn't the view of skew universe uh it is is that it, i mean we when you're working on a film you spend a lot of time making obscuring that so it, it would yeah. be a lot of work to yeah. figure that out if you didn't talk to people who were you know on the, on the i show. bet you guys had a lot of fun on office hours there's a there's yeah. a lot to look there was at a lot here. to dig into i mean yeah. i think that we spent three quarters of the time talking about the event i mean the shoot and only one quarter of the time right. talking about the hardware because I mean hardware was good. We were like, oh, that's good, that's good, it's great. And uh, but but really, well, there's the focus some things you guys would have been interested in. Um, but we'll get to we'll get to that. I, yeah. I think the new, if it works, the new stabilization features in the iPhone camera for well, video. Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing action mode, action, action mode. I mean, gotta that's going to put some gimbal. That's going to scare yeah, DJI exactly. uh, because it's that's going to put some gimbals out of business. Forty-eight it's megapixel binning. ProRes. That's got to be interesting. That's because of binning. That's because you have forty-eight binning. pixels. You reduce it down. I don't know if it's twelve megapixels for four K, but I think it's 
you yeah, repeating is something we're really interested in. And that way you can, without, and so you're not moving the sensor well, for OIS. The, the, right. The, the, the issue is, is that, is that the, a, a CMOS sensor, the red, green, and blue are not on top of each other. Right. So every CMOS image is soft before right. it's sharpened, right. you know? And so you also get jelly you, roll. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're still going to get that. In fact, the 48 is even harder to deal with because oh. it's so much more that you're pushing through that that's a rolling shutter. And I don't think that they fix that. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, that, that'd be really expensive. Um, that's the pro pro version, the ultra pro or whatever. <laughs> is, is the, we'll get that later. If, if, when Apple says they're going to add a global shutter to a camera, I'll be like, oh, that's the, <laughs> like they're they're taking all the gloves off. So so the um, uh, uh, but w- the the interesting thing there and I don't know what the configuration is inside of the binning, but let's say if they have four times as many pixels that they need, they have a red, green, and blue, and white in in the pixel. In, in it, it, it is essentially the same as saying you're stacking them like the Fobion sensor. And so the 12 megapixels potentially is going to be a lot sharper and a lot, uh, there'll be less errata. So it'll be a lot sharper and, and potentially much better low light, which they talked about. Um, and so we don't know if that's the case or not, but it was worth me buying a phone. Like, that's the only reason I bought the phone was the binning. Yeah. Like, I just yeah. saw the phone. I saw binning. I was like, oh, I got I to gotta know if this works. What was your experience like? Well, actually, let's take a break. And then we'll talk about Friday, 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> tap, 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 tap. Refresh, refresh, refresh. It was not a good experience. All right. First, though. This is, I love it. The day after or the week after an Apple event, there's so much to talk about. Alex Lindsay, Jason Snell, Andy Anako. Our show today brought to you by IT Pro TV. If you want to get into IT, and I know a lot of our audience, you know, you watch the, our shows, you're, you're techie, but maybe it's a hobby for you. Maybe you're, you've got a job you're not as crazy about as your hobby. Wouldn't you like to make your hobby your job? That's what it's all about with IT Pro TV. The best possible IT training, whether you're getting into IT, and for that you usually need some certs, like the A-plus cert to kind of prove that you have the skills so you can get that first job, or you're already in IT and you want to accelerate your career. You want to recertify, you want to get new skills, you want to polish up your existing skills. IT Pro TV is the best way to do it because the content is great. It's always fresh. They have seven studios working all day Monday through Friday to create new content because the tests change, the software changes, there's new certs. There's lots to do. And that content goes right from the studio into their library within 24 hours. So, you know, we always say they have 5,800 hours of on-demand IT training, but it's not always the same 5,800 hours. It's constantly being refreshed. So that's Number one, you're getting the freshest content. You're also getting the best instructors. They call them edutainers. I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure I'd call you an edutainer. They're, they start by being experts in the field. That's important. But what, they, what they're smart about doing, they hire IT pros who are passionate about what they do, who love it. And that's what makes it entertaining. You know, they're funny and fun people, you know, but they also have a real passion for the field. That's what makes learning engaging. That's what makes it stick in your mind. All the episodes, 20 to 30 minutes long, so you can watch them during breaks. You can watch them at your convenience, and you can watch them anywhere you want, on your phone, on your desktop, on your Apple TV, on your Roku. So, you know, you can you can integrate it into your existing life and existing job and get that IT training. They have so much more virtual labs, which means you can practice 
in your browser on Windows servers and Windows clients, that kind of thing. They have practice tests. So you could take the exams before you take the exams, which I think is really important. One reviewer said, it's easy to understand what they're saying. It's well explained. The classes are very smooth, along with the notes and transcription given. I forgot to mention that. They've got great notes and transcriptions for everything. I'll continue on. By wrapping their own experience in with the course, it makes it easier to comprehend the hardest topics. They also make sure you feel confident enough to pass the exams. That's what I mean. These guys and gals are experts in the field, and their experience is what makes you an expert in the field. Another reviewer said, best website to study IT and cybersecurity-related courses. I like the part where they make a few courses free for the weekend. They're doing it again in September. A Microsoft free weekend, September 17th and 18th. So make sure you check that out. Lots of classes all weekend free. Great way to dip your toe in to see what, you know, what IT Pro TV is all about. There's also a free live webinar, all things cybersecurity. They've done this before. It's really good with Daniel Lowry and John Strand. That'll be Thursday, September 15th. And if you want to be there live, which I recommend because you can ask questions, it's 2 p.m. Eastern on the 15th, 2 p.m. Eastern on the 15th. Of course, if you can't be there live, maybe you work or something, uh, they have that on demand later. But it's nice if you could be there live to ask your questions. And don't forget... IT Pro TV has training for your IT team as well. A great enterprise plan, the IT Pro TV business plan. So, bottom line, get 30% off right now when you go to itpro.tv slash MacBreak. Use the code MacBreak30. 30% off itpro.tv slash MacBreak. Use the code MacBreak30. That way they know you saw it here. IT Pro TV, build or expand your IT career and enjoy the journey. Thank you, IT Pro TV. Good friends of this uh, network uh, since they started almost 10 years ago now. IT Pro TV. All right. Back to the Apple event. We're talking, oh, I'm jumping all over the place, which is unfortunate. Our, we, we like the dynamic island. We're done with that. We'll see how it works in, in uh, practice. We like the new camera, 48 megapixels. Did, Alex, did you see anything that you didn't expect? It's all as rumored, yes? Yeah, I mean, it's, I, don't think we, I don't think there was a lot of talk about the, the, um, uh, the Ford, I mean, how the, the bidding was going to work, but I think that it, it looks very promising. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. I was, I was just one last thing before we move off of that, though. I was looking at the, uh, they, they, they post the pictures during the keynote, and also they have the a little sidebar with the uh, the image details. And I was pleased to see that in, when you're shooting still videos in RAW, you have the option of actually saving it as pre-bend 48 megapixel image files. Yeah. Yeah. That's, let's, let's, so let's, let's see what comes off Apple, that sensor. Apple calls that, calls that pro-RAW. Pro-RAW, sorry. Uh, and I yeah. presume that that's compressed RAW. It can't be uncompressed. It'd be too big. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it could no, it could it could be uncompressed raw. I mean, it's not that big compared Maybe to video. I didn't get Apple's already doing phone recording and storage. Video. Then, guess <laughs> I only got two fifty six. But uh, I mean, it's it's not. I mean, compared to ProRes video that it's potentially recording, this is not a, saving a raw forty eight megapixel image is not going to be that big of a deal. I guess you're right. But, yeah, but the it'll be forty eight uh, megabytes, right? Roughly. But it, but a forty eight megapixel on that chip size, I don't have. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not super optimistic about the quality right, of the right. raw image. I'm really excited about the quality of the 12 megapixel image. Yeah, because of the binning and, and all yeah. of that. Although, uh, it, it'll be interesting because they may put post-processing capabilities into photos, for instance, that understands pro-raw 
and yeah. does some of the same computational magic yeah. that they do in real time. And if you can do it without having to do it in real time, you might do it better, right? Yeah, yeah it's possible. The, the, yeah, absolutely. An, 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 another factor is that uh, Adobe is working on the what they what they are promoting as almost like the camera app of all camera apps, the 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 the, the czar of digi- of computational photography. Who, who originally was with Adobe was steering Google's computational photographer. Well, now is back at Adobe. He's uh, leading a team to develop an app that will bring computational photography, hopefully, to the next level. And with not just hey look we we balance the exposure but hey look we noticed that you can't see, you can't see the moon because it's washed out because your sensor can't do it would you like us to calculate what the moon should look like and stick it in the sky for you that kind of stuff and so for that kind of stuff that makes it much more interesting when a, a developer like that can get access to the full uh, forty eight megapixels I, I agree I, I agree with Alex like I I've always thought that oh I wouldn't it be great to have raw uh, on my on my camera phones then I look at the raw image like yeah you know what I think I'll dump the JPEG <laughs> into Photoshop because. <laughs> It's so much yeah. nicer looking, yeah. Uh, but yeah. The, but the halide like folks, I'm sure, are, are they're you know licking their chops. 100%. Uh, uh, Adobe is with their Photoshop camera. I mean, yeah, this could be very interesting. Yeah, and, and from a regular person perspective, having the forty, a little bit like how you've got the overage in Pixel, so you can do image stabilization. One of the things that they're doing that I think is clever is essentially adding a fourth camera by doing a 12 mega, megapixel crop at the center of the 48 megapixel sensor. Yeah. And as as Alex said, you know, we'll see because then they're not able to do binning, but and I and I last week I, I heard a bunch of people are like, "Oh, it's just a digital zoom." It's like it's not because they're not making they're not inventing pixels. What they're doing is they're using the 12 megapixels in the center and you frame it based on that and it doesn't bin it and you get a 12 megapixel image from 12 megapixels worth of sensor. Now, we'll see what the quality is there, but one of the challenges with all these cell phones is, you know, having different zooms when you can't actually move the lens. And so this essentially gives that iPhone Pro a fourth camera, which is the zoomed to, you know, the the crop. Sorry, I said zoomed crop of the <laughs> center 12 p- megapixels of the of the uh, image. Yeah. So 5 a.m. this past Friday, <laughs> I set my alarm 10 minutes early. I probably should have set it for two minutes early. Because the store didn't open until what about five oh six for us. Now people yeah. in the uh, Discord are saying it was it was smooth on the East Coast, so maybe this was regional. I and know, mine was smooth too. I think I think really it's the luck of the draw when it comes to the CDN. Which server I, I had, you get? Yeah, I had preset my order, and I did have to quit the app. And uh, I used the Apple app. I quit and reloaded it a couple of times, and then it popped in, and I you know pressed two buttons, and we were done. I guess so. it's which server you or where you got yeah. in the queue. Because uh, I I was there refreshing. I did it on the app on my iPad and my uh, phone. Did not try to do it on the web. Um, I had as you did. I had set up the pre order. All the even the payment information, everything. It said, "Oh, you've got two pre-orders. You want to do it?" I said, "Yeah," and then it just went into a loop, and I wasn't mm. sure if it took the first one. And that's happened to me in the past. Yeah, you know, where yep. it just it, and then yeah. I checked my orders, and it didn't have it. So I thought, "Oh, I guess it failed." I tried my order because that was Lisa's phone. I tried my order, never got it. I said, "Screw this!" Went to bed. <laughs> got up eight thirty. <8:30. laughs> checked the leaser's order had gone through it just took i guess a while to get into the order uh, uh page mine had not but i was able to with careful finagling of the settings <laughs> i am going to be picking up a golden iphone 
mm. with 256 on Friday and Corte Madeira. I'll wave as I pass by, Jason. Uh, <laughs> that was on the 16th? On the yeah, 16th. on the 16th. It was the only way that I could get it, bef- you know, day of, day of. I had to do the same thing, so maybe we'll be there. At the, what, what time? Oh, I'm at 3.30 p.m. At oh, I'm earlier than you. So I'll have mine for <laughs> You're doing hours. the same I'm thing. I'll send you pictures. Hysterical. Oh, yeah. It was going to be 23rd, 28th, I think, yeah. if I had it mailed to me. Yeah. And, uh, and then it slipped to October pretty quickly. Yeah. So yeah, in fact, you got to get the in-store so pickup. Is yeah. always the is always the trick there. Yeah, I yeah. Um, uh, the other funny thing that happened to a lot of people, and I noticed this because I tried to do a second order a little bit later, is that the Apple Card processing um, kind of went down as well. Because well maybe that's so many what people happened. Who are buying Apple using. hardware, yeah. you're using the Apple Card, yeah. and so even if Apple system works, if Goldman Sachs's system is uh, overwhelmed because there's a them. huge spike of charges at, at that one time, and so yeah, I did a, I tried to do an Apple Pay on Apple Card. On the second transaction, and it uh, that one didn't go through. The yeah. first one did. Okay, yeah. So it was Apple Pay. I did, uh, you know, just on an off chance, went to T-Mobile, and they said you can't order anything now. What are you crazy? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I, I just went to sleep. Anyway, uh, the watch was easy. I ordered it, as you know, Andy. <laughs> I was a little <laughs> distracted during the event. As soon as the store opened at the end of the event, I immediately ordered an Ultra uh, because I will be scuba diving, skydiving. Climbing Everest, you know all that stuff. I can't yeah. wait to bring it down just, to 100 you know, meters. I, I'm just, I'm just going to be walking near doorknobs as usual, <laughs> and so that's why I, I think I'll save money just by having this thing where the <laughs> titanium edge of the case actually it goes above the the sapphire crystal. So yeah, that's yeah, what I feel like. I feel that's, like I that's the to... extreme sports that I'm into. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that. I, I now that I I ordered the Ultra, I kind of felt like I need to go out and buy a Jeep Rubicon. Um, yes, drive exactly the, <laughs> with a snorkel. <laughs> With a yeah, snorkel. With a snorkel. Yeah. I was going to say that snorkel. Yeah, have she, that snorkel. with a you know yep. with a, you know yep. the extra large tires. Yeah, because you might be going underwater anytime exactly. crossing that big weird Amphibious, wide muddy uh, river. Build out, yeah, little wings. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Anyway, the, the watch comes the 23rd. Uh, if you were lucky. Jason, so what did you, you, you were able to order for the 16th, I guess. Yeah, this is, so my son is going away to college, and so he gets the, uh, he gets his first non-hand-me-down iPhone, so he got the base. Oh, you're special dad. Yeah, that's a thing we did for my daughter, and so we're doing for him. So he got the base model, um, the, the 128 storage is going to be plenty for him, his current iPhone. He's got, he's got a hand-me-down iPhone 10, so he's going to have a good upgrade to the base model in midnight, he chose, and we got him a, a blue silicone case for it that he also chose, and. I hope he enjoys it, but uh, yeah, that's that's your coming of age moment here. Is like yeah. we're going to send you off to school with a new iPhone, Aww. Jason. It's it's, it's I, I know it's IP sixty eight, but is that tested against a father's discreet tears? <laughs> I I uh, yes, my my iPhone Mini that I'll be bringing with me to uh, to, to college will uh, be water resistant to my tears. I don't know how you know about that, Andy, uh, but it is really. Oh no, I just it is a, just a student of humanity. I've, it's a tearful I'm a student, moment. Uh, yeah, exactly. I've, I've 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 observed this from the benches. I have I have had I have had those realizations that gee, why why is Sheila like calling uh, calling me and like texting me? Oh, she just sent her first kid off yeah. to college, and mm-hmm. she she's feeling a lot of. It things. is uh, there's a lot of feels there. Yeah, this is your first right uh, going to college, Jason. No, this is my last. Oh, We're your last. Well, that's of, actually uh, worse. Two weeks from this now, this is yeah. the empty yeah. nest. 
Yes, indeed. Now you just wait for the dog to die and life begins. Dog died a couple weeks ago, so there's nothing left in the house. Perfect timing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yep. That's empty cruel. house. That's cruel, but it is empty. empty house. Yeah, it's it's an interesting adjustment, I have to say. I, I have I have pictures of one of your kids as a baby floating in floating in Hawaii in a in Hawaiian warm waters on, on, she, on your wife's she, chest. She's on, a, mm. she's about to turn 21 and is a senior in college, Andy. Yep. <gasps> Wow. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry about your dog, Jason. Sorry. I didn't know about that. I apologize. Yeah, no, I mean, no, you're right. You you nailed it. We're like, oh, my God, what is the universe doing to us? Because the kids are, are go, both going to be out of the house and the dog died. So there's literally, no I mean, more. we have cats, but cat, that are not no, the same. No, cats are the same. They They're don't just there to suckle you. Comfort. Time no. to get a sprinter yeah. van. <laughs> yes. See the world. <laughs> um, okay. So good. And Andy, you decided not to order. Or I can't remember. Did you? Uh, I'm not. I, I've. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get a loaner. If I order one, I want to be. I want to do the thing where I can take it back if I need to. Yeah. And on October sixth, I'm going to be in New York City, which is a time where not only am I going to be at like the Google's uh, Google's Pixel event. I'm also going to be seeing two operas, and that's also the weekend of New York Comic Con. So I think that if I'm going to try to engineer it so that the two-week return window happens within that weekend, because I have a feeling that cosplay photos and opera photos from the cheap seats and <laughs> and, uh, and and pictures of Sundar Pichai, I think, would be interesting things to test. I will confess. I will confess. I pretend that I'm getting it for the radio show, but really I'm getting it because September 23rd, the most most of the most of the companies going to see Roger Waters and I yeah. and uh, I love to I love to try out these phones in the concert photos. That's a great way to, to play with them. Um, you got you got you to have a live fire exercise. That, that's it that's is one a live fire made, exercise. Yeah, that's one of the things that made the made COVID lockdown so difficult. It's like I can't go to the library. I can't go to a sporting event. I can't mm-hmm. go to the, the places where I mean, whoever I'm in lockdown with, congratulations, you have a featured role in my product review this week in camera test this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there's so much to talk about. What do we think of the Ultra? This was pretty much as rumored by the time the rumor mill was done. Um, did you order one, Jason, or are you going to stick with the regular old Apple Watch? I'm going to stick to the regular old Apple Watch, but I, I, I could see the appeal, and I, I've definitely talked to friends who who like the the style of it. I mean, it, it is... That's what you want, Andy, right? Like the uh, G-Shock yeah. style yeah. Apple Watch, yeah. Yeah. Like I, like, I appreciate like the it. fact that they embraced the sports nature of it and didn't just uh, make it a larger size Apple Watch. They, it really yeah. is different. It looks different. I appreciate that they did that. It will still be aspirational to a lot of people, just like I think we said yeah. last week. Some people buy a big 4 by 4 Jeep. And they, they live in the suburbs and they never go off-roading, but they like how it looks. And, like, there will be those people, but make no mistake, this is a 4x4 four four off-road Apple Watch. Yeah. They, it, it, I, it I actually got too. the uh, – <laughs> I'm such an idiot – the band that you can uh, stretch to fit over your wetsuit as if <laughs> – <laughs> that's gonna happen. No, well, look, if, if, you, if you honestly, <laughs> maybe you know, over my jammies, e- uh, but if, not, if you yeah. if, if you have the most expensive watch, Apple Watch, you want to put it like above uh, over your winter coat so people can see it. <laughs> yes, it's like that's right. this is I I I, 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 say, I say I say without sarcasm that this I think is uh, is like the the Omega Speedmaster of Apple Watches, where there are so how many people who actually buy these like six thousand dollar twenty thousand dollar watches actually use the Chronograph features of it? They buy it because they like the 
the engineering of it. They like the styling of it. And to a certain extent, they also like, hey, look, I'm a I'm a I'm a fancy adult who can afford like really fancy grown up watches, even if it does look like a couple of like Oreo cookies on my on my wrist. It's a big thing. So, yeah, I think I think a lot of people are going to want to have it to show it off. I'll I have to say that in a, in a world in which it doesn't matter as 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 democratic as the Apple Watch design has always been, where no matter how much money you spend on it, it's still that that same rectangular pillowcase that everybody has had since version zero like now we have a visual distinction of here no i don't have i don't have like the 250 dollars se edition i have like the really fancy sports watch because i am that spe- that special in that particular alex did you you got the ultra yes alex i did yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so i mean i i'm hoping uh, i really like the more real estate i think that's the biggest thing yeah me yeah. too and uh, you know and the brighter mm-hmm. screen yeah. I thought that night mode was very interesting. You could just twirl the knob and it goes to red, which is good for not merely for diving, but no, for production. Production, for exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there, there was enough there. It's not like you know, I'm not. I, I, I have, I have aspirations of diving. I haven't dived for a long time. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love scuba. I have diving. dived, but not. Yeah. But I, I love scuba diving. I'm not and, certified, uh, but I've done it a couple of times, and it's amazing. I did it on the Great Barrier uh-huh. Reef, which is a, uh, you know. Check. Yeah, so so it's, it's on the list of things that I want to get back to, but I haven't done it for a long time. And um, I'm afraid uh, if I wear that watch, I the dive say, master will say, "Ah, oh, you're all right. Go on in." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, all no. I, I did. We did talk a lot in office hours about the fact that that little company who makes is making the customization for the dive yeah. calculator. I was like, "Wow, did they just step into a big?" They don't. You know, like have, was, they have no idea. Well, yeah. but I mean, it's just so much money. Like, like they just they you know they they probably this is a little it's they, a little uh, they LLC. Do, it's not even a it's not even a publicly traded company. But they, they do probably, do that kind of software already. So no, it's no, they not, were the best. This is this is like they've been working this way. They've been having this little vertical and Huish or something. Like What's talk, it? Yeah, Huish. Uh, yeah, Huish. Fueling and, the spirit for adventure. They're obviously passionate about what they do, and it's I love that. I love yeah. the fact that this little company that. Uh, relatively to all these other companies have been has been doing this for a very long time they're passionate about what they do and apple just tapped them and, and it's like like just pure gold you know like and yeah. and so uh i think yeah. it's smart though it's apple's really saying this is we're we understand extreme sports uh and uh we are we listened and we're made yeah. something that is right for a variety yeah. of people um and two hundred dollars less than the equivalent garmin but that was the only surprise that Mark Gurman was speculating it'd be a thousand bucks. It was only eight hundred, only. Yeah. And and but, is, I mean, there is my understanding is there's no equivalent Garmin, right? Like our, the Garmin things have much longer battery life. They have a lot of things going for it. This is Apple yeah. kind of coming in right below them and saying, "Do you really need to get a Garmin?" And yeah. and and we'll see where they go from here. And if they yeah. add other features over the next few years to this line to, in order to kind of eat mean, up that low end of the Garmin market. Mm-hmm. But like, I I don't think Apple wants to get that super narrow high end adventure watch market. I think they mm-hmm. want the br- kind of broad swath of people who feel event adventure enough that they want that Garmin watch. And then they look at Apple and they're like, Oh, okay. I could get an Apple watch to do this. And that's, that's, I think right. what they're going for. Yeah. This is, this is going to be one of the most interesting review cycles. I think of any product that I can think of that it's going to take in the next three or four months, we're going to see the actual people for which this, this, this watch was designed really treat it like the, the, for, with the sort of task that it was designed for so when you're training for a marathon not simply to complete it or not simply say hey this might be the year i break four hours but to say i'm i'm training for this marathon because i want to qualify for the olympics or i want to qualify for the boston marathon or when you're when you really are going to be 
out there for like three, four, five, six, seven days, rock and rolling over the rocks. These are the people that are really going to tell us whether they've actually met the standard. I suspect there are also people who will buy it and end up going a little farther with their fitness and with their sports. They might like, hey, I got the watch. I should really try some of this stuff. Maybe uh, there's something there's something about a watch where you, once you have the once you have that faith that there is nothing I can do to destroy this. Yeah. Uh, my, my wrist is not as as strong as this watch, so I can go for it. Like I, I've, I've mentioned that a couple times when I'm we're talking sure about this. You'll break watch. your wrist before you break our watch. No, I'm, is no, exactly I'm, I'm, I'm the serious, model. Like anything. No, but but I'm but I'm saying that there's this is this is this is why I have a I, I have a Casio G-Shock, and it's been one right. of my favorite watches right. for 12 years because if I'm going to if I'm gonna spend like a two or three days. And I know that maybe I'm going to be at the beach. Maybe I'm going to be in salt water. I know that the box that this camera or this watch or this whatever came in says it can be immersed in salt water for a small amount of time. But I know that the G-Shock will absolutely do it. Once, right. once you get to the once you get to the point where there's some scratches and there's some scuffs, and this Apple Watch Ultra has been through some stuff, and now you trust it to absolutely work for you, no matter what you put put it through. That's going to be quite an achievement for Apple. Now I do have to point out uh, Hartley. Charlton writing for uh, Mac Rumors points out that the chip in the new watches, including the Ultra, is the same chip that was in the S6 or the uh, the last two generations of Apple watches. The S6 and S7 chips I are the think, same. Well, I don't think we're pushing the watch that hard. It's not like we're yeah, exactly. recording video on it, so it, I don't know if it's necessary. <laughs> same T8301 identifier as a CPU in the S7 and, and S6 chips. I mean, we're going, they haven't updated I mean, the chip since the Series 6. Well, the, the processor is, is right is because the, the package has uh, the package has other uh, features. sensors and stuff. Yeah, in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that the other thing is is that the uh, you know this is version one, and what I'm really interested to see is version two or three. When exactly what Andy said when they when people start going out and giving Apple feedback, yeah. you know this is just the beginning. <laughs> you know, and so it's uh, and I you know and I think that part of this comes from cook's personality i mean he's really into exercise he's really into fitness he's really into a lot of those things and so this has probably you know got a little bit more juice than a lot of other ideas and at apple so so one commenter on mac rumors says sometimes when i'm swimming in the ocean i pause to run geek bench yeah that's that's (laughs) probably that's probably a good point uh carlton says one explanation for apple not advancing the cpu technology uh is that even if they use the new A14 or 15 or 16 cores with the 5 or 4 nanometer process all you'd get is performance improvements and you don't need it yeah you don't yeah. need it i mean they're probably looking at cpu u- utilization you know and just going well it's not really yeah. you know yeah. 32 it's, it's gigs of like storage you're not that's why you're not getting more storage in these new watches but 32 gigs is a lot for a device on your wrist yeah i think i, I think th- i think that when it comes to upgrading the cpus and their watches all they care about is extending battery life right that's the that, that's performance wise until until they put a uh, no I was, i'm going to correct myself before i even say it i don't see anything that they could add to it at this point outside of satellite communication that is going to be beyond the capability of uh, of the current cpu it's so this the iphone the iphone uh, the iphone cpus are the same way where they're I, I like to say they're suspiciously overpowered for what they're being asked to do uh, apple did a very savvy politically i think thing by focusing, they have one new feature in the new watch, which is uh, temperature, and they but they didn't. They only focused it on cycle tracking, ovulation, retroactive ovulation uh, prediction, things like that, and they, so they really focused it on its it, uh, features for women, and I think that was actually very smart. In fact, it was almost the first long segment in the whole event. 
Mm. Uh, and I think Apple- very savvy. I think this is this is really smart of Apple at this time to say, look, don't use those period tracking apps. We know they're not private. Yeah, we've got a watch. This is going to do it for you. In fact, it's going to do so much more. Um, very very savvy politically. I think savvy of Apple. Yeah. I, I believe that they actually spent more time talking about the privacy related to that feature than yep. the technology behind it, which yep. is absolutely no, absolutely no, uh, no accident. It's actually very, very important. And it also leverages something that's signature with Apple. You can, you can, as much as you can trust any huge company, you can trust Apple when it comes to my, my there. If Apple, do, uh, Apple themselves are going to try to make sure that they themselves cannot see your data unless they absolutely positively need to see it. So uh, when, wasn't it uh, Mozilla that did a, a did an audit of uh, period tracking apps and found that out of 25 only uh, of 25 18 of them uh, had such vague privacy uh, privacy promises within their terms of agreement that it was a very much an open question about uh, they can they see your data yes would they simply hand it over to any interested law enforcement personality who simply asked for it maybe you can't trust people with that information david schaub in our irc says cook likes health like jobs liked music I think yeah. that's actually very apt. Mm. Very, yeah, very, very correct. I think I think that's true. I think it is a passion of, of Tim Cook, and I think that it's a good match for the Apple Watch, right? I think it's interesting, this this temperature sensor, on, on one level, I, I agree completely. I think the way that they did it, and they talked about cycle tracking, and they talked about privacy, I thought that was really good. I do, I, I mean, part of me wonders... If this, if they realized that temperature sensor was something they could do on the watch, and then it was a matter of like trying to find out what could they actually tell with the temperature sensor. I heard from somebody, I know we've been speculating about like, do you have a fever or something like that? I heard from a doctor who said the weird thing about it is when you get a fever, your temperature is concentrated on your core uh. and your extremities get colder. Oh. Uh, so, so it actually would be bad, uh, you know, for that. Interesting. And, and so, like, I, I do wonder if part of this was Apple kind of hunting for what the right uh, use of that sensor might be since it's a sensor they could build in. And I think it's also interesting that um, the biology gets in the way, too, in that they have to do this tracking overnight because they can't get a reliable signal during the day yeah. in terms of because it's too inconsistent. So you have to wear the watch overnight in order to do the cycle tracking. And even so, they have to have two sensors, one at the top uh, exposed to the air, yeah. one at the bottom exposed to the skin. It's really, as, for something you'd think was so simple, I mean, for uh, like glucose reading, you think is, okay, well, that's going to be the, the moonshot feature. Even just getting a, uh, having a, a relevant feature for temperature sensing, that is actually not moonshot, but it's at least like Gemini <laughs> rendezvousing in orbit in, ter- in terms of uh, an achievement. Well, I'm just glad I got the ocean band that'll fit over my jammies. That's all. There you go. Yeah. And your uh, your spacesuit, bit of a bedwetter, and, and, and no problem. And your sports jacket. <laughs> I mean, sports, you know, it's sports coat right over the top. Making sure it's white, so when you wear a gray one, it just pops out. Like, hey, I got it. You can actually the other the other good thing is you can use them as sock garters. Just buy a second one. Yeah. Hey, good news. There was a rumor uh, that the bands would not fit for the new watches would not fit the old watches. That's not true. Still, no, they still do. the same size. So that's good news. I think that's really mm-hmm. good of Apple to do that. Uh, they could have they could have made them something that you had to buy all new bands, and that would have been a little cynical. But I, they didn't do that. Um, you had yeah, for ex- all of the all of the punditry about Apple trying to suck money out of you for everything, and like there's you got to have a new case for the new iPhone. It isn't compatible with the old case, and and like they don't care. Look, if they wanted to suck money out of people. With the Apple Watch bands, they could have done that so easily. And we are we are 
eight years into the Apple Watch era, seven and a half years into the Apple Watch era, and they still haven't broken band compatibility. So I got to say, like, it could it not they don't they don't make you pay up for every accessory at every turn. I think there's a lot of restraint happening with Apple Watch bands. But you point out in your article, uh, which was very good, SixColors.com, underestimating Apple's bold moves. You you parallel uh, Ben Thompson, who also pointed out that Apple's focus these days is uh, ARPU, average revenue per user, and increasing the use of Apple services right. uh, and, and, and ancillary products like watches and AirPods, that that's where the money comes. Yeah, Ben, ben sort of backtracked on that today, which I oh, thought was he? funny. But I think, I think well, just sort of, I, I think the point is, if Apple was all in on services. I've been quoting them all weekend. Gosh darn you, Ben. <laughs> well, oh, you got you to gotta watch. Well, he said if they were all in, they could have cut prices, right? And they didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. And I think, I think that that's true. But it does point out something where if all that Apple cared about was making money on hardware, they probably would have raised prices in the U.S. on these models, and they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. They did overseas because foreign exchange is a problem for them. The dollar is very strong. But in the U.S., they held the line when I think almost everybody, we, I think we underestimated Apple, right? We thought, oh, well, they're going to raise prices. That's what they're going to do. There's inflation. They can make some money out of this. And they didn't do that. And Ben's argument, which I found uh, pretty solid, is when you're trying to increase your install base and get revenue per user up, uh, erecting barriers so people aren't able to buy iPhones is not what you want to do. And they already make a pretty good profit on their iPhones. They don't actually need to go that step. And they didn't. And again, like they could have. They could have very easily right. bumped up the pros by 50 or or $100. And they, they very specifically didn't do that, at least in the U.S. I think there's a very strong story going along with this uh, uh, cycle tracking. There's a very strong story that Apple is now making, not just on privacy, but on health. And not just on health... But I'm gonna. But there's a little subtlety here, protecting you, taking care of you. Uh, you <laughs> They'll know, save your life. You're in the good hands. Yeah. Well, there's the crash detection. That right? was a, They really kicked it up a notch with the. Well, not just. I'm talking about the just the the video uh, for that yep. kicked off the Apple At Watch. At the thing. beginning. That, yeah. Yeah. That, that wasn't just like a, 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 a tender, uplifting story about how someone, hey, I didn't know I had this heart problem, but now I did, and now I get to cook. I know Apple saves to lives. Now it's, like, now it's like, now it's like, dude, I, I'm sorry. I thought I, I bought an Apple Watch for my kid because, you know, I love him and I don't want him to die. But hey, you know, if you, <laughs> well, buy, I, I, buy I, a kid. Oh. If, if, uh, you know, not everyone loves their kids. From, from, from my perspective, I was like, that's not a bunch of news clippings. I mean, that was a full on, like, Avengers yeah. level, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was the thing that <laughs> yeah. actually I didn't yeah, like, it. which was they put yeah, people in much. the scenes of they, their disaster. Yeah, they, they made the girl who was in a plane crash sit in a set of a broken that's plane. That's triggering. I think that's awful, yeah. to be that honest. Was a bit, that was, uh, that sure was a bit much. But you're, you're right about the larger point, which is that, and this is a line that is difficult for them to walk um, because... They want they, this is the message, which is like we'll save your life and we're essential in that you way. You could buy Android and die, they, or they, they don't want to go right. They don't want to go a little, uh, you know, too far. But it is it is an important point, right? Like the whole argument about the crash detection, which is in the phone and the watch. They emphasized it for the watch, but it's in the phone as well. They built in sensors, so if you get in a car crash, it detects it and it can call for help. And the satellite communication thing on the iPhone, which I think is going to be a big deal the idea that you know that if you bring your iphone with you there will be and if you're apple you know you can take 
a, li- a little bit lighter hand here because you know that over the next year there's just going to be news stories that make the point for you, right? Because oh, yeah. I guarantee you sometime this winter somebody's going to get lost on a snowy road somewhere yeah. and they're going to be able to call for help with yeah. the satellite call for help feature and everybody's going to say, and oh, the iPhone saved their Somebody's going to fall in a trash compactor wearing a Pixel 6 watch yeah. and it ain't going to end so good. No, yeah. not for the watch or the person. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm sorry, we shouldn't make... Oh, look, that was a little... <laughs> Yeah, that was that was. I, f- I fell into the garbage truck, but thank God I was wearing my Apple Watch. Wow! I hate to sound like I'm this much of a nerd, but I was thinking that. But isn't that like a steel container? How did the signal get yeah, out through yeah. the steel? Maybe his hand was sticking out. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. The Apple Watch stopped the compactor. I, feel, I, I do the feel Bluetooth. Like they, the Bluetooth yeah, got like they, just far yeah. enough to get to his iPhone. Which ah, clever! Hell, yeah, that's you probably know, I, it. I, I do feel like they're milking it a little too much. Like the yes. first time I saw it, was I was like, wow, that's really good. Yeah. And the second time I saw it, I was like, yeah, okay, okay. And then this one, I was like, mm, yeah. like too much, too much. Yeah. So hopefully they'll, they'll back, they'll back away from that. Yeah. But, but, but well, I, I do think, think I mean, the I don't overall think message that will get out. <laughs> see, remember not, a, you know, a small percentage of Apple fans watches the event. What they're right. just as much interested in is the ripples that extend from the event via journalists and by, you know, early adopters telling their friends and stuff. And I think it's a very clear signal. You know, you're in good hands with Apple is, yeah. is I think, a very yeah. interesting. Just wait until they until they buy farmer insurance. Yeah, right. You know, exactly. The, yeah. the good hands the people. Like, yeah. J. Jonah state, Jameson. Right? J. J. Jonah yeah, Jameson doing commercials for Apple. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've, I've said this before, so I will just say this very, very briefly. It once again makes me wish that. Why doesn't Apple allow people who do not have iPhones to use the Apple Watch? I know it's because they want lock-in, they want they want it to, to to sell iPhones. But the more they hammer this point of look how many lives we're saving, look how many this we we see we see health as almost a, as almost a holy holy thing for us. It's like yeah, but yeah, I've I own an iPad, I own a MacBook. Why can't I uh, why can't I configure a, an Apple Watch with one of those Apple devices so, instead? Why not Why not if, make it work with Android as well and, might- and absolutely clean the market? There might be a little a little crack in the dam there, Andy, and, and it was a subtle announcement that they made, but I think it's interesting, which is they announced that Apple Fitness Plus, Fitness. previously a watch-only yes. feature, will not be watch-only. Yes. You'll be able to do it on an iPhone coming this fall, and I, I wonder if if it's a sign that they may loosen up i mean it may still be in their ecosystem but that they may loosen it up a little bit because you're absolutely right if you've got a mac or especially if you've got an ipad there is no reason you shouldn't be able to use an apple watch right like is the there's watch literally no it's well it's an is, app but if you're if you've got an ipad you can run that same app and sure, talk to it sure you could so yeah you know and it's, and it's not it's not like the especially first generation model it's not like the first generation Apple Watches where it was pretty much just a two-way terminal that connected to f- processing that was happening on your right. phone. It really is an independent device right now. So, yeah, and I, I, I yeah, understand. That's... I understand all the business reasons for them not to do it. I just think that it's a shame that they don't that they don't well, they didn't have that same iPod iPod moment where they said if we make this if we make this Mac exclusive, we'll have a reason for reason to buy Macs. If we make the, if we make the, uh, this Windows compatible, then we'll have then we'll have reason for the entire world to buy iPhones from us, and we'd rather Rather take the money from everything. I think people as possible. I think iTunes on the on on Windows maybe why they don't do it very often. It was a disaster. Like it was a complete. It was considered. I mean, a disaster technologically, sure, and and it was a huge mess. You, and I don't think anyone wants to go back there. Like I, I, don't, think, I don't think anybody. Android, it's, a, it's a different, totally different world now. 
Yeah, if you leave Android out of it, though, like why not let iPad users use it? That's the I think that's the thing is that right now you literally can't use it unless you're a parent who buys an SE cellular SE for your kid, right? But other Mm -hmm. than that, and that is still set up inside an iPhone. But if you could expand it just out a little bit so that somebody who doesn't have an iPhone but has an iPad or a Mac could use it. Um, And and Andy's exactly right. It used to be just a mirror of the iPhone, but right now it's a much more standalone kind of product. You can, you can walk outside away from your iPad and still use it and, and it, and have it be useful, especially if it's the cellular model, that would be a nice, so we'll see, but fitness plus change is a big deal. I agree. Question uh, that was, uh, we had on the radio show. We couldn't really quite figure it out. Can you make and receive phone calls on a cellular equipped iPhone without the phone? I mean, I, Apple Watch without the phone present. Absolutely, I, I do that make, all the time. I go, I go calls. running. Yeah. I go running, and all I have are my AirPods and my Apple Watch. Okay, and I can stream audio. I can answer calls. I can make calls. Make you calls. Can make was calls the question. With, you can yeah, you can make calls with Siri, or you can open the okay. phone app and actually type in the the number. And, and it, how somebody. is it doing it? Is it cell? Is it connecting back to your phone? Which no, then it has its own. So, so it has cellular its own Apple Watch has its own cellular ID. You yeah. add it to your cell phone plan. You pay ten or fifteen dollars a month right. for that. Right. And then what they do is they've got a there's a feature that the carriers have that basically is a line share. So your calls go to both phone numbers. Got it. Uh, so your your watch has a phone number that nobody sees, um, but that means that if you're phone rings your watch also rings so if you leave your phone at home and you're running with your watch and somebody calls you on your phone your watch also so rings you're absolutely and you right. answer it we're super there's really no technical reason for apple not to make your ipad uh, be sufficient to set up an apple or, watch or at least nothing big enough that it should matter right like i, I mean yeah. I, I can see the argument of like well yeah but it's a lot less useful do you think if the carriers, it's a only but do you think the carriers are preventing that no, I, well, I think it's I, Apple. I, I think I think it's the complexity of of a product that was built to be tied directly to an iPhone, and them trying to kind of like unpick all the complexity of that over time. And I and it's I just don't think there's a lot of people story. asking them to do it. <laughs> so so uh, like they're just. I think there's I, I more you there than you think. Yeah, okay. Um, we'll see. I mean, everybody has so, an iPhone, so I guess right. That's Apple's they seem, attitude. They, they seem to sell a lot of iPhones to people who use Windows primarily. Yeah, you know, they seem to sell a lot of even yeah. iPads to people who use Windows primarily. And Windows is still eighty-two percent of uh, of the world market. Uh, Android is also the majority of, of mobile installations right now. And the, the Apple and remember that one of the one of the most brilliant things that Apple did in marketing the Apple Watch was positioning positioning it not just as a wonderful piece of technology, but as a style item. And so, if you have this thing on your wrist. It's like having a cultural icon, a cultural touchstone on your wrist as well. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that there's like Apple's being flooded with uh, with, with with telegrams and and, and 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 Instagrams asking from Android people saying, please, 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 we have money for you. We would love to buy an Apple Watch. But I do think that if they made the announcement that we are <laughs> Android world, we are taking pity upon you. We know that your we know that your your smartwatch, your smartwatch world absolutely sucks. We are now going to own that market by simply allowing you to buy an Apple. Uh, we, we by introducing either an uh, a, a Android Android version of the Apple Watch app, or just by simply saying, "Doesn't matter if you don't. You no longer have to have an iPhone to to get this thing working." I, I think that, I, I think that they would move a lot of I think they would move a lot of a lot of uh, Apple watches if they did that. I think I think if they I think the iPad thing makes a lot of sense. I think that if they built an Android management tool for the i the um, uh, 
for the for the for the watch i think i'd be looking into the sky to see if i could hunt for pork you know because there'd be some pigs flying around i, I just don't think yeah. that's, i don't think they're going to touch because that, that would, and that i have would be to a lot of work for them and yeah it is such a uh as someone who has worked on apps for the iphone and android the android mark the fragmentation of the android market just makes it like it's just a lot of landmines. <laughs> so it, it really is for Apple. They would just go, well, why would I do that? Like, I, I just don't think that we'll ever see Apple develop almost anything. Yeah. iTunes for windows was never any good. Ever. I mean, and, and <laughs> it was always and all, the Apple, the Apple TV plus on the, the TVs it's is terrible. horribly underpowered. Yeah, and it's terrible. It's terrible. And, yeah. You know, it's just, a, it was a horrible idea. Yet they did you know? it. And it uh, right. They did I mean, it. And, and I think that, I, I don't know what the truth is, but I bet you they regret it because it just no. has been, it, the performance has been so bad. Well, I can tell you the people who are making content for it, for, for talk, I, those are the people I know and not, not at Apple. I'm just saying in general, the thing is, is that if something's going to break when you're streaming something or sending something out, it's going to be in the Apple TV, you know, on those TVs, not on the, the TV itself is way overpowered. The Apple TV plus, the Apple TV is way overpowered for what it does. The 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 um, televisions are way underpowered. Right, um, they put crap processors dogs. on. Yeah, you know, just yeah. dog and, doo doo. And yet, just as a sidebar, companies much much smaller than Apple seem to be okay with doing that. They managed to yeah ship, because ship everyone's flying with really work. bad video. Yeah. Uh, no, they just want to be there, right? They just want to be there. They want to be on every TV, and I do. That's what Apple wants. They, that's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and maybe someday you'll buy an Apple TV and have a much better experience. But at least you can watch Severance on your, you know. <laughs> or you really try it on your TV, and if you don't like it, the numbers are. you get you get a Roku stick or something right. too. I mean, there's lo- there are other ways to go b- between what's on my TV and buying an Apple TV. Yeah, I mean, everybody and realizing the TV is a giant security hole and you should never yeah, allow it. To everybody be knows. <laughs> everybody knows. At least every sophisticated <laughs> user knows. Smart TVs are horrible. Are just horrible, horrible all around. <laughs> every in every respect. Why are they so inexpensive? Oh, right. Because oh, because they uh, they know what you they know everything you're doing. Yeah, they have microphones yeah. on them. They any of them have cameras on them. Yeah. The power the power switch on my like 65 inch 4K HDR TV has been like blinking white and like dot dot pause dot dot pause <laughs> to tell me that oh by the way uh, I can't connect to Wi Fi yeah. for some reason yeah and uh, you're right I should do something about that and so I put a strip of black tape over it so <laughs> yeah. again. I never connect them but you do have to once in a while just to update them but then you'll instantly regret it because all of a sudden new ads will show up for no reason on yeah, your screen that's why that's that's why that's why you 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 have a you have a you bring out the old version of your Apple Airport Express yeah <laughs> just just for that purpose you let yeah. it you let let it update itself, and then you unplug it and never put it back yeah. in again. And you change the password. Let's take a quick break. Lots more to talk about. Lots more to talk about. We'll get to as much of it as we can with Jason Snell, uh, Mr. Alex Lindsay, Andy Anako. Our show today brought to you by uh, something, Jason, I know you know well, Collide, K-O-L-I-D-E. If you're a, a company that uses Slack, there is a better way to do endpoint security, a much better way it admins you know i mean the, the traditional way is just lock it down right they often feel like they have to choose between their commitment to cybersecurity and their duty to protect their employees privacy and of course you have to safeguard the company data against hacks and breaches but do you really want to turn your shop into 1984 <laughs> traditional mdms give the it team complete access and control over company devices 
uh, so much so that you're you're actually making your employees an enemy. With Collide, you make them an ally. That's a much better way to go. Employees are inevitably going to use their work laptops for personal activities. So now suddenly they're really concerned about privacy because you've you you know you've got sur- surveillance capabilities you didn't want, like access to photos and browser history. Before you know it, your end users are complaining about all the security agents slowing down their laptops. Developers are frustrated by the lack of autonomy. And here's the worst case scenario. People start using their personal devices just to get things done. This is a trap, the trap of top-down security, but it's not the only way. Collide, K-O-L-I-D-E, is an endpoint security solution built around honest security. Their philosophy is... Employees aren't your biggest security risk. They're your biggest allies. And your relationship with them should be based on transparency and informed consent. Collide works by notifying your employees of security issues via Slack. It educates them on why they're important. It gives them step-by-step instructions on how to resolve it themselves. It empowers employees and it makes them allies. And I love it that it's cross-platform. Mac, Windows, and Linux... It, the first message you're going to get is here's how to install the uh, Collide agent on your computer and here's why we want you to install it. And I have to say it addresses high-risk issues that cannot be solved through brute force or automation. And your end users can see exactly why and how every piece of data is being collected by a Collide's user privacy center. And oh yeah, it's open source, open source code base. So there's really no fear of Collide it, it just makes your users feel good. It makes them your friends and your allies, and it makes your security better and their privacy better. You can meet your security goals. You really can without compromising your values. K-O-L-I-D-E, collide.com slash MacBreak to find out how. And by the way, they've got a great goodie bag, including some really nice soft T-shirts. If you follow that link, they'll hook you up with that goodie bag just for activating a free trial. Collide, K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash MacBreak. Thank you, Collide. For believing in users, you know, and security, endpoint security. K O L I D E, collide.com slash MacBreak. Thank you, MacBreak listeners and viewers, for uh, using that address so they know you saw it here. The world famous Twitter account, Shrimp Apple Pro, <laughs> whose real name is Vietnamese Chaco Taco. So there. I wonder <laughs> if they still have Chaco Tacos in Vietnam. They Maybe they kept them alive there. Anyway, he tweeted in June. The capacities, the battery, I want to give him credit, the battery capacities for the iPhone 14 series. Here we are now in September, and Mac Rumors is confirming, thanks to filings with the Chinese regulator, that these those were accurate. So, big increase uh, on the iPhone 14 and 14 Plus. Um, actually, no, that's not quite right. Big increase on the iPhone 14 Plus, as you might expect. 4,325 milliamp hours. But you might be a little saddened to see that your Pro Max is actually slightly smaller battery. Interesting, though, Apple claims one more hour of video playback on the devices, right? That's chip optimization, right? Yeah, it I mean, must there's be. Some, there's a there's a decoder in there. They they do a lot of stuff like that, right? Where they the the battery gets a little smaller, but battery life gets a little longer, and it's usually because they've got some optimized part somewhere in the silicon that's doing something, uh, you know, incredibly efficiently in a way that used to take more raw CPU power. The iPhone 14 Plus features the longest battery life of any iPhone, according to Apple. 
Um, although Apple's tech specs say the Pro Max gets the longest battery life for video playback. Maybe that's because uh, of that one hertz refresh rate that they talked about. You can go as low as one hertz. That's how they're doing the always-on screen. I cannot wait to get that always-on screen. That's going to be great. They're doing doing some really clever stuff, too. Uh, A user of the beta discovered that the always-on screen turns off. If if you're an Apple Watch user, when you leave the room, the the screen turns itself off because realize, okay, if he's not in the room, he's probably not going to be looking at the screen, so I may as well save some power during the screen off. So smart. Love that. Uh, so yeah, so don't, you know, I mean, now we, you know, Apple never reveals the battery sizes, but, uh, thanks to the Chinese regulator, we know how big they are, but fine. That's not really the issue. Um, what else is going on? The Apple, oh, I, this is take it, you know, when Renee Ritchie was on Twit on Sunday, by the way, he was, it was great to see him again. He was, he waved hi to all of you. Uh, he said, now I can tell you. These rumor guys are terrible. <laughs> so why didn't you tell us then? Uh, Ming-Chi Kuo says, don't know if he knows. That Ming-Chi the, Kuo knows. He's not terrible. He knows everything I think about the supply chain. He knows yeah. about the supply chain. So I would trust him on supply chain things. He says that initial sales of the iPhone 14 and 14 Plus are disappointing. Not so good. Well, that this is this is know your pundits, right? Know your know your sources. Ming Chi Kuo has great supply chain sources. I don't know if he has great sources for right. direct sales numbers that would only be uh, known to certain people inside Apple, probably. Right? Like, I'm skeptical of 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 that report. But you know, you never know because it does lead to them cutting back on hardware orders, right? If if they think the sales are going to be soft. The Pro Max, he says, uh, doing very well, as one might expect, because everybody wants Dynamic Island, right? <laughs> Everybody's uh, looking for the Dynamic Island. Um, and maybe the better camera. Uh, but he says the 14... Now, the problem with the 14 Plus is you can't get it until October, right? That's that, Or later in September. I can't remember what the date was, but it was pushed back a couple of... Um, so, yeah, I don't... You know, yeah, I don't know. Three day, I mean, three days after the after it went on sale, I don't think that anybody outside of Apple has access no, to that. No, the stores, they're, they're, the, they're, they're, the, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're analysts who have whose whose job is to figure it out with a really stunning degree of precision without after any after it data. starts moving but through they, the yep, cash registers. They have, exactly, yeah. they have to start doing yeah. other things if they have cash registers. I don't think Apple stores have cash <laughs> registers. Based on the this is the quote based on the current pre order results, strong demand for the iPhone Pro models will likely last until at least November. But suppose Apple doesn't increase iPhone Pro orders afterwards, and that case a potential order cut and that's where you know his supply chain stuff comes into play of the iphone 14 and 14 plus could offset apple's revenue growth i don't know this is an analyst note right uh you know i could see maybe that people might the problem is globally we're in or you know bad inflation for everything the essentials are costing a lot more many people are looking at the i would imagine looking at the iphone 14 saying well my 10s is fine, or my 11s fine, or my 12s fine. I don't need to upgrade. I would suspect many more than in previous years. So it's also wait. really hard with the fir- with the pre-orders to like a pre the pre-order crowd is not your average yeah. iPhone right. buyer, right? right? Like the average iPhone buyer. Like we'll have a better idea, I think, when the quarter is over because that'll include like the holidays and all of that. Exactly. And you'll get a better 
a better sense when the next quarter is over. But like the people who are inclined to pre-order to do that thing at 5 a.m. Pacific, right? Like that is a very focused group. And you may learn something from that, but I feel like that that, that is not going to tell you the, the whole story. Yeah. He does, I guess, a survey of some kind. His tweet was latest offline pre-order survey hmm. for iPhone 14 series in China. Oh, maybe because it's in China, they know more, right? They know all. The total allocation mm. for two 14 Pros, the Pro models, 85%. Order allocation for the 14 Plus, less than 5%. I, yeah, it does make I, me wonder, who do they make that Plus for? I, I think that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch, right? Not that they actually ever disclose any of this stuff. But when we look at it, they they will sometimes, like, hint at, at what the mix is like. And, like, this is their move. It's an interesting, uh, not their moonshot, but it is a, a, a gamble, right? Which is, let's make a bigger low-end phone, and will what will that do? Like, will that sell more people on buying a new phone who might not have otherwise? Are you cannibalizing Pro Max sales? Uh, or it, does it turn out that if somebody cares enough to get the big phone, they care enough to get the Pro Max, and they're just not going to buy the Plus? I I don't know if anybody really knows the answer. And this is, you know, they're basically the Mini didn't work out for them, which is sad because I love mine, but it didn't, and so they're trying something else. But it's a real experiment. Yeah, they, and they don't know ahead of time. I'm sure they do surveys, but I, they don't know ahead of time what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, although it would not surprise me if the Plus is a laggard. Uh, if you want to save money, you're going to, you know, maybe just get the 14. And yeah. if you want a big screen size, you're going to spend a little bit more and get the dynamic yeah. island. It, it does seem yeah. like there's there's folks that everyone, the people that I know, and it's just anecdotal, is, are either getting the Pro or they're getting one of the older versions. They're not getting right. the smaller, uh, right. the, 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 they're not buying very many of the, of the smaller new versions. So iPhone 16 came out yesterday. Um, iOS, yeah. Uh, did I say iPhone? I meant iOS. Yep, that's okay. We were talking about that all day. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm. You know what I mean. Uh, a few differences. Uh, there's a search button where the three dots used to be, but not on my phone. On the 12, only on the at least it's 13. I don't know why that is. Um, but you can still get to the search by sliding down. Uh, you'll know immediately on the lock screen that you've got I, iOS 16 because. The font has changed on the time. <laughs> That's very <laughs> visible. And, oh, yes, if you could only see it, there is a little percentage on my battery. I turned that on. Uh, anything else, uh, Jason? I'm sure you've been well, using whole, it for a while. Yeah, the whole lock screen is editable, right? I mean, that's one of the big yeah. features. And whether you've got the new iPhone Pro with uh, always on uh, lock screen, the whole lock screen is editable, editable now. So you can change that font. There are multiple uh, time fonts you can choose from. You can choose colors. Um, you can choose a bunch of different dynamic backgrounds. There are wallpaper on that thing. Apple's got like like generators for it. Where um, where do I find that? You you go on the lock screen and you tap and hold. Oh, on the lock screen I'm looking when in settings. My mistake. It's not in settings. Yeah. Oh, no wonder I didn't find that. So let's go. So you just tap and hold here. And there, and then you've got an Apple Watch face style uh, thing. Customize. And, oh. and, and there's a lot of there's like millions of customization options in there if you add them all together. Oh. And lock screen widgets. Goodness. As well, so now there are widgets you can place on the lock screen, so you can at a glance whether, again, whether it's the always on or not. Even on older phones, you can set those widgets up so that you can get um, some app data that floats out all the way up onto your lock screen. Oh, let's add a uh, let's add the weather. Add the weather. Set as wallpaper pair. This is like focus. 
There's like 8,000 settings. I don't even know what this means. Set as yeah. wallpaper pair. Okay, fine. Well, it, yeah. I don't, what? <laughs> so what it's done is it, it's as a wallpaper pair. It's got, the, oh, it's got a version of the thing that's on the lock oh, screen. Oh, it's suggesting that I have Micah Sargent as my, uh, as my wallpaper. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, you see he's got the depth effect on there where he's actually partially in front of the time. And now he's, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. And now he's a wallpaper pair. My wife's not going to be happy about that. Um, oops. Uh, all right. So, yeah, I love that. Look at that. They picked, must have picked the photo saying, I know we can put time behind his head. Right. <laughs> well, and it's probably also picking framing. You know, like it, it goes, oh, that's a good frame for me to use. I've got what I need. Right. You know, yeah. not just and that those aren't, cut it out, but that it's the right. And those aren't just portrait mode photos. It will analyze any photo and detect the object that's in the foreground and offer it as a cutout. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. It, it is, it, you, seriously, you can spend a long time oh, in the lock screen I'd, editor. Wish I'd seen it's, There's this. a lot you can do there. Oh, I see. So if it said it as a wallpaper pair, then I'll have Micah Sargent also as my wallpaper. Yeah, as your wallpaper. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's but a blurry Micah Sargent. you can also set something different. Yeah. And you can turn yeah. the blur on and off. Like, there's so many different settings that you can do for that. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And, and like, yeah, you can choose a different font and have it be blue and, like, have it be really, like, unique to you if you want to, which is great, right? Because, um, obviously, this is a better feature for the always-on display, right? That's clearly why this was created. But right. I think for everybody, it is a fun uh, new addition to get more personal and then also to put data up on on uh, your lock screen. With yeah, I like this. Yeah. And, the, and that feature for isolating something from the foreground, that's even built into photos now so that you can do that to any, uh, to any image. Yeah, it said a weird thing. To, it yep. said, I have to analyze your photos before you can do, do this. So it's doing some sort of background processing of my, of my so what, photos. So, Leo, what you want to do is tap customize. Yeah. And then uh, if you tap, and you've been tapping done, if, if, you, uh, if you swipe left to right now on that, on that display, you may no, need no, to add no, a new no, one no. in. I have to. I, uh, uh-huh. But you can, add, you can add effects. Okay. You got it. Now you're in, you're in done mode. So you've got it. <laughs> no, you get out of done. <laughs> so this is just, okay, let's go back to my old wallpaper. Okay. Now I press and hold and I go to customize, but I don't press done. Says customize new wallpaper. Yeah, you can't. Your existing one is sort of locked the way it is. That's oh, so I have to do done. something so you different. Ha- you have to. You have to make okay, something. Okay, I'll new. do this one. That's my my lovely one. Now swipe left and right, and you'll see that you're actually gonna get oh, yeah, black different and white, fonts. Duo tone. Well, and look at and look at the and fonts, the fonts up are at the changing. Top. Oh. They're changing too. There's a whole bunch of different uh, themes that Apple has built in. Nice. It's not quite freeform, but Apple's loaded in a lot of different options. So it, it you can you can find something that you like probably. Including actually one of the other cool things they've done with the depth effect is that you can take, uh, do a color cast and just add it to the background of a photo. So you have somebody in front of a background, you can make the background um, bluer or greener or whatever you want to. There's a lot going on. It's, so if uh, I, this is good. If I pinch feature. it, I can get her head in front of the time if I pinch it just right. Right. And if it goes too far and it's obscuring the time, right. it will, uh, right. it will pop That's it out cool. of that mode. Now yeah. I can add widgets after I've picked. So let's put the weather in there. But can I move that around? Uh, I, think that, I think it goes left to I think it goes event. left to right. But you can drag them back and forth. Okay. And then so I but oh okay. I can't okay. Uh yeah. I got weather. There's a lot. News. Let's put some news in there. Well Okay. You're gonna run out of space really quick because the <laughs> widget area is just right is oh, that that's one it? line that's oh, right that's under it'll, it'll fit okay. two large ones or or, or okay. a, a few small and ones. And I can't move that around. That's just gonna no. be okay. 
I can only move Lisa around. Okay. Right. And, and when you add the widgets, she no longer pops in front oh. of the time because she would obscure the widgets. Right. So it's <laughs> decisions, all decisions. It's all interlinked together. And then I can do this. It is? Yeah. But and and it's, is the font linked to the picture style? Uh, no, I you can. I think you can tap on the. T- if you tap on the time, you can pick the time oh, style nice. and color yeah. from there. Because there's regardless. different. Sometimes I like better than others. I like that. Uh, yeah, that nice serif one. That's cool. Very nice. Yeah. Thank you, Jason, for the in service. Little walk. Little walk through. <laughs> little walk through. You know, I guess Genius I bet bar. I wasn't the only person who went. Where's all the cool stuff? There's supposed <laughs> to be some cool stuff in here. Oh, and another thing that's interesting about that lock screen is that it can be lock screens can be tied to focus modes. So if you use focus mode, you can actually have like a work lock and home screen and a and a uh, you know don't bother me lock and home screen and all those things and they and it'll change dynamically. Oh, when, so you could have a, quite a change. few quite a few screens then set yeah. up. Nice. Yep. Okay, now I'm done and I I swipe out of it and now I have. No, no longer have Micah as my wallpaper, which is yeah, good. They go together. They're paired. <laughs> uh, nice. Okay, cool. I like that. Very good. That was, a, that, was, that was great. Now, there are some things that iOS 16 mentioned that aren't coming. Live activities will arrive later this year. That lets you stay on top of things that are happening in real time right from your lock screen. So I didn't get right. that as an option. And that's the stuff that's feeding the dynamic island as well as the third party live oh, activities. Oh, okay. So that's coming later. Live activities yeah, yeah. API as well. That's for the third Yeah, so parties. this is again, I just want to say this is one of those important things where the dynamic island is gonna only be some Apple apps when it launches and right. then it will take a few months for <laughs> Apple to roll this out to developers so that they can support it too. I do I like that idea of John Travolta being on my lock screen, but okay. Uh <laughs> Without live activities, app clips won't support it. When the new operating system launches, it'll fit. Blah, blah, blah. The free form, the flexible canvas, that's, that's that weird later. whiteboard thing. That's coming later. They gave, they gave that a big, big showcase during WWDC. Yeah, which was too. puzzling. So, like, so a lot of people are going to be asking, how, why, yeah, where isn't, is it? why isn't But It's probably going to be rolling out as, as soon as they've got the very, very latest, uh, latest uh, th- whichever OS ships last, that's right. when all the other OSs yes. are going to get right. freeform because it's supposed to be cross-platform. Cross it kind of makes yeah. more sense on an iPad or on a bigger desktop than on a phone. Yeah. So, same, like, same for the shared photo library feature. A lot of people talking about that feature not being available at launch. But if you put things in a shared photo library on iOS 16 and uh, then look at it on your iPad that's on iPad OS 15, those photos are gone. Oh, they disappear that would scare because people. they're in the, yeah. the shared library. So you really need to bring them all in sync. Uh, so, the, yeah, like Andy said, whatever the last version is, I, I imagine it'll be iPad OS and Mac OS will ship simultaneously in October. Yeah. And there will also be iOS 16.1 at that point. And, and then all that stuff will be turned on. So, October, let's talk about it. Uh, 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 apparently some people were told at the event, see you next month. (laughs) 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 So I'm going to take that as confirmation (laughs) that there will be. The the other thing about these movies is that it is a lot easier for Apple to do the movie. The movies are (laughs) a big thing, but they're not all bunched up. So you can do them. What's different now is from a production perspective, you could do them much closer together because the production might start 
way out in advance, but those are different teams and they're overlapped and there's post and production. And so they could do them at a much higher rate. They've probably they been working on, you know, the iPad, the new M2 chip, oh, yeah. those videos for some time. There's, it's yeah. just a different team doing it, right? Yeah. Well, and, and there's yeah. some, well, some things that'll be at the last minute and there'll be other things that, well, right. we know we need a, we need a watch animation and the, the watch animation, like all the geometry has been done for a year. Right. Know, so. Yeah. Last year, I, I, you got the strong perspective that they actually literally pulled the iPhone segments out of that video and pushed them back a month and put them in the next yeah. video, right? It gives you the ability to drop things it's out nice, and just move actually. them somewhere yeah. else if you want to. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Last week, we kind of speculated maybe October 18th, because that's the third Tuesday of October. Gives us some breathing room, times to buy all that stuff, and our checkbooks yeah. to recover slightly. Also, uh, some breathing room for the October 6th event for from Google. Not that it's going to be a, uh, Google's going to be announcing a phone and a watch. God help them. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so, so it's not as though they're really competing, but they'll probably want to get some air between themselves in that event. Too. Poor, I just, I'm, uh, now, I never thought I'd say poor Google, but. I know. Poor no, Google. no. Uh, I, I'm be, I'm beyond poor Google. I'm like, oh my god! It's like, mo- how many calories? How many? How much of your CPU been with Google? You're spending finding new rakes to step on when it comes to wearables. <laughs> it's like, uh, and incidentally, they announced that they're not going to make a Pixel Book. Jeff yeah. Jarvis's heart is going to be broken. They they had a team. They I think they probably were pretty close to having a finished product, and they decided to kill it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yep, has made it for the past. This is the summer of Sundar saying, "Hey, look, we are contracting. We are we are going to make sure that we're not no longer wasting time, money, and effort and resources on stuff that is not necessarily a part of our central mantra." And if they figure that, hey, we don't need to make mix pixel books anymore because the, we don't want to compete with people who are doing them better and cheaper than us, we're not going to do that anymore. Yeah, so, anyway. You know, I think that the problem really for Google of the let's throw things against the wall and see what sticks is that. You know, a decade ago, it was, or maybe 15 years ago, it was like, I can't wait to see what Google does next. Five years ago, people we worked with were like, well, I like to give them a little time, like three yeah. to six months before we, yeah. and then, you know, five, you know, five years ago now, or 10 years ago, that was like that. Then five years ago, it was kind of like, I'd like to see it run for a couple of years before I commit. Yeah. And now the people I talk to is just sort of like uh, no new no new things <laughs> like like we just want to do this thing and we'll we'll see what they do because they're just so afraid that Google will cancel it and they're, they're going to so that they don't want to put any effort into anything that Google does now because un, until they really unless they really feel like it's bound to the OS and there's no way to take it out but any but when they del- when they c- kill these projects oftentimes very quickly I mean within a series of years. Uh, rather than a decade or something, um, it really it really damages their ability to get new developers and and people to jump on to what they're trying to do, which is what Apple's pretty good at because they don't do as much, they don't do as much, and they do it very slowly, and they they're behind on those things, but then they just kind of crank like a big old tank, mm-hmm. you know, forward, and people know they can get on it, and it may not go as fast, but it it, it probably won't yeah. stop. Google's in an interesting position though because every if they try if they had the if they had the most successful phone in the world and I think the Pixel is a very good phone but if they said oh my God we can't make them fast enough we are we're every every quarter we're getting five percent more of the market five percent more of the market well how do how does Samsung feel about that and how do all the other Android device makers they they're I, I think they're they, when it comes to hardware like uh, like uh, Chromebooks and like Pixels they have to figure out we want to be successful enough that we maintain a presence and that we maintain a good example 
example of how good this hard work can be when it works with our software. But if they are too successful, Samsung's going to say, well, guess what? We're putting another billion dollars into Tizen development because let's let's have our own operating system and see how well, well that works for us. I mean, the problem is, is that, like, for instance, when they don't put when they have their software division build something that the hardware division won't put in. So the when when they had right. LiDAR, they didn't put it into the pixel. And and so LiDAR died years before. And then Apple came in and it's magical, you know, because it's on, it's in every, it's in many, many different phones. And it's and it's something that they're building out and it's t- totally useful. And Google was way ahead like it was. And, and I, I think that their LiDAR was at least as good as what Apple's putting into the phone now. And but they were, you know, and they just killed it. And, and part of it was they didn't put it on their own phones. Like we had to buy those phones from China, you know, to to do tests and do development on the on the um, for LIDAR on those phones. It was just insane. It just felt insane. Like you're well, that, rolling this out and you're not putting your own hardware. Well, that, that was at a time when they that was the when they're doing the Nexus line, I think. And that's also when they were basically trying to make sure this wasn't a, a premium smartphone sort of thing they were trying to keep uh, keep the prices low so that they could be a good developer phone but you but your your point is very well taken uh, particularly with messaging but yeah for hardware too sometimes uh scooter x told me that i should update my phone now that i have ios 16 on it because a lot of apps are updating i noticed halide 2 for instance will have a, a, a what lock screen widget uh, which they say is the most asked for feature of this uh, high-end camera app so i guess you can do it right from the lock screen especially with an always on screen that's going to be nice that's yeah. going to be nice so just to wrap it up october we don't know when we don't know what but probably an i new ipads new ipad pros new macs with the m2 chip anything I'll be else to see, i'll be interested to see if they if they it, it the cadence it'll be interesting to see and the you know the iPad, but I I do think that the iPad and Mac Mini seem to they've done that before where they put both of those into the same right event. Yeah, and, which uh, Macs will we see? I don't uh, think we'll see. I don't know if we'll 16, see the Pro in October. Sixteen inch, yeah, laptop. I think it'll, it'll be going come later. M two Pro or Ultra? No, I think the Pro might come later. I might mean, think it might be a December and a Mac Pro later. Yeah. yeah. There's there's plenty of precedent for for Apple ha- meeting a deadline for a Mac Pro by saying yeah in December we announced when it's going to ship and it's not going to ship in yeah, 2022. That's what they did with the trash can. But Mac. Yeah. I, I'd be very disappointed if they don't update the iMac though. Excuse me, the Mac Mini Mac because Mini. that's yeah. that's that's a really bad a, bad missing po- yeah po- missing that's, that's like the best computer they've made and so I have yeah. so many of them. It feels <laughs> like they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're that Intel Mac Mini that's still hanging out there because they really need a Mac Mini that's not just on an M1. It's got to be right. Yeah, like yeah, I, I think it's an open question what else there is, but the Mac Mini, I think it's got to be there. I really like the Mac Studios, though. I mean, that's kind of to me a swole Mac Mini. Well, it, sure. it is. Except the, the big thing I would say is that for the average person, the, the Mac Studio is great. I have I have a Mac Mini and a Mac Studio sitting right, a Mac, Mac Mini sitting right on top of my Mac Studio right here. Um, and they're both great machines. It's just that the Mac Mini, for the price, is just an insane value. You know, like yeah. the, the studio is a good value. The Mac Mini is an insane value at, at yeah. six hundred fifty dollars. And yeah. what happens is, as yeah. the developers start writing to Metal, and as we talked about this last week, but as they start really writing to the uh, to the OS the way that Apple has guided them towards doing. The performance just keeps it just keeps on yielding more and more and more. It's uh, you know most of the performance issues right now are just uh, developers not taking full advantage of the hardware. You know and and um, again I you know I've been talking to a couple of them and, and it's just they say as you keep on digging yeah. into that you know you just keep on getting there's just more 
efficiency to, to be had. What about a, so, a new iMac, an iMac Pro? You think that might be next month? Uh, I don't uh, anything's possible. Do Mark Gurman, Mark Gurman, whose sources about the iMac seem a little shaky to me, seems to say that there are no new iMacs until 2023, which wow. is really disappointing to me. Yeah, because you'd you'd think that they could just drop an M2 and the existing iMac, and it would be nice if they did a larger iMac with a better chip. But he says that's that's a next year. It may be an M3 before we actually get uh, another uh, iMac revision, which blows my mind. But I, I, they can't just do an event with an iPad Pro and a Mac Mini, right? There's got to be some other Mac to update there. I, I would think maybe the MacBook Pro. It's been a year. Could yeah, they do MacBook Pro? Could make sense. MacBook yeah. Pro 14 and 16, and and that would be the unveiling of the whatever the high end M2 processors are for the first time. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the best bet. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll yeah, find out just, soon well, enough. Yeah. Just a quick, quick thing about the, the iMac Pro. We, uh, you remember that the, we didn't see a, the first iMac Pro came out during the, during the year of embarrassment when Apple had to say, <laughs> yeah, we had an idea for the Mac Pro. It was terrible. You all hated it. We we're going to start all over again. In the meantime, here is an, here is an iMac Pro that we managed to, <laughs> we, we managed to, we, we managed to wait for a week when Johnny Ive was away so we could cram as, as many fans as we could possibly fit into the iMac so that we could get top quality Intel processors into the thing and give you the high powerful workstation that you actually wanted. So I'm, I'm, I don't, I wouldn't bet against there being an iMac Pro next year, but I'm wondering if they have any real commitment to continuing that line, or if they're just going to say that the iMac is the the iMac is the the original Mac 128. It's the easy to pick up and transport from one room to another, easy to set up a room full of them, uh, medium power to low power machines that anybody can uh, afford. And they're going to be and they're saying that if you want something that is like an iMac but pro level, buy yourself a, a Mac Studio, buy yourself uh, a, a nicely kitted out Mac Mini. Yeah, yeah, I think I, the mean, Mac I, I think Andy is right. Like, there's no guarantee here because that iMac Pro was a one-off from a alternate timeline, right? And I love mine, but it was a one-off from an alternate timeline that Apple didn't go down. However, I think there's a read, and and Mark Gurman I know has had some some suggestions that this is going on. That that's not really what they're going to do. What they're really done is they're going to give the larger. Remember, there used to be two sizes of iMac, and now there's only one, that they're going to do a larger iMac, and the way they'll brand it will probably be iMac Pro. But we we use that as shorthand. It might not be. It might just be a larger iMac. But I think there's definitely a strong possibility that they're not going to be happy with just the, the, the existing M1 iMac shape, and there might be a larger model. And that's the thing we're all, I think, shorthanding as iMac Pro. But it may not be called that, and it may not truly be a Pro-level uh, iMac. It may be... Uh, you know, an M2 and not an M2 mm. Pro or M2 Max processor inside. What do you think about an iMac Studio? I love the studio name. I think the studio name could has really it really has some legs, and there are a bunch of interesting products that they could release. I think there could be an iPad Studio too. That's a big iPad, <laughs> I think, but an iMac you know, Studio how- that. Instead of iMac Pro, that's a cool name. I think that would be awesome. And and yes, X bonus points if you can if you if it's got a touchscreen on it or uh, pair, Apple pair it with a really really great 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 screen. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that the issue really is is that the how much of the Mac Studio is a fan. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's <laughs> yes, uh, you know, like like it's it's there's a big there's a big piece of that Mac Studio that when you look at the when you look at breakdown, it's a big fan. So I think that getting the studio level performance into an iMac um, form factor could be 
challenging in the pro level. I think that the iMac makes a lot of sense. You can keep on getting thinner with the smaller chips, but I think when you get to the bigger ones, I think it might be difficult. Uh, let's see. What else is going on? We'll find out about this all next month, I hope. I hope! And maybe a Mac Pro uh, in December. Congratulations to Ted Lasso. Uh, Apple TV <laughs> won a few Emmys last night. Ted Lasso, best comedy. Jason Sudeikis, best lead actor in a comedy. And Brett Goldstein, best supporting actor in a comedy. And of which, course, we looked at which it. Which one like, is, is, is he? Is he that Roy guy? Roy Kent. It's all Roy Kent. Roy this Kent guy. on the right. So, this yep. guy right here. <laughs> okay, good. Good. I, I, I am very curious to see if, te- if they do tie-ins with MLS and Ted Lasso. That will be epic. <laughs> like, if they start tying the the show into the, like, uh, it just it kind of blows so. my mind to tie, tie both of those things. Because no one's ever had, yeah. no one's ever had those two things in one place. It, like, total control over broadcast over uh, the the sport that you have a show about is a unique situation. There's some danger in it, obviously, of tying those things together. So they may not. But the possibilities are kind of insane. So. Uh, Severance took a couple of Emmys main title design, which was quite good for Severance, although I always skipped it after the first one. And (laughs) music composition for a series. I guess they had music. Uh, Schmigadoon, outstanding original music and lyrics for the Corn Pudding episode. And outstanding short-form comedy drama variety series, Carpool Karaoke. Um, Gosh, I thought Severance maybe should have won more, but... uh, Still. Tough competition, I'm, I'm, right? Tough. Succession deserved, I think, the best drama. I, what an amazing show that is. I'm just glad that Lizzo got to make, got to make an, an hey, enemy. Lizzo. That was good. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Lizzo got best reality show. Good for her. Didn't make, didn't make up for Bob Odenkirk losing, but still. Yeah. How did that happen? But you know what? This was a tough... That's going to get harder and harder for the Emmys because it's not just, you know, network television anymore. It's, yeah. it's, they're, you're competing well, against and- some good stuff. And the hard part is, is that the math is so different for the streamers. You know, like it's, yeah. it's really yeah, yeah. like watching, I mean, HBO knows it has something with Game of Thrones, so they're just dumping money into it. And then you look at Lord of the Rings where they spent, you know, most of the money, if not all the money. And then, you know, and there, and Amazon and Apple have very different models and HBO, you know, at least against one that is almost a guaranteed lock. Right. You know, the, the level, the production level on those shows and some of it's these unbelievable. shows is just leaving anything yeah. we saw on TV yeah. um, behind. Yeah. How is, you know, CSI Las Vegas going to compete? I mean, you just, you know. Yeah. Because when you you watch it, there's just so many predictable models. We have X number of sets. We have X number of, you know, there's all the, and someone who does production, you just watch all the practical things that people are doing to save money. Because, you know, you still have to, it still has to pay for itself with advertising and other, and syndication and, you know, all these other things that, that, uh, and it still has to pencil out. And so, and with the, (laughs) with Apple and Amazon, it does not does not have to pencil out and that's the and that's a really uh that's really hard math to compete with when someone's playing a game that as we talked about before it's kind of the kaiser sose model weather kit has launched dark sky goodbye uh by year end the dark sky for ios wind down operations they acquired it uh in march 2020 and as of january 1st 2023 dark sky will no longer be available i presume all of the features have been moved into Apple's WeatherKit app, I hope. Yeah, the interface is different, and so yeah. people who love that app are going to be a little disappointed yeah. because the interface is totally different. Yeah, I am, yeah. 
Weather kit subscriptions have launched uh, as of yesterday, so developers can now add that weather data to their own apps. So I suppose you could write a new UI that's like Dark Sky and put weather kit in it, and you'd you'd be happy. That's actually pretty cool to be able to. It could potentially give you an entire, you know, like a whole new set of apps because you don't have to figure yeah. out the data problem. Yeah. You know, like you, we're going to give you all the stuff that you want out of that because that's really hard to Oh, get anybody who's, who's used weather apps. One of the reasons Dark Sky did so well is they had their own server. But all the other weather apps, you have to choose a server and maybe yeah. you have to get an API key and maybe you have to pay for it and blah, blah, blah. It's just not yeah. not a good experience. Yeah, and Apple, I presume Apple's weather kit will have the best information, right? You'll get up to 500,000 API calls per month with the Apple Developer Program membership for 99 bucks. But if you're going to, obviously, if you're going to be a big app, you're going to need more than that. And uh, WeatherKit will allow um, apps you know, for w- the watch, TV OS, Mac OS, iPad OS, and iOS. And there's a REST API, so you can actually oh, just... Nice. Uh, it also means that if somebody w- wants to make a cross-platform app, they want to make a, a web, an app uh, for Android or Windows that uses uh, WeatherKit, they can do that too. They just use the REST API to get the data. Yeah, and for as an individual, half a million calls a month is probably more than enough. <laughs> it's, it's, well, yeah, I mean, what they'll do is they'll, they'll, they'll end up having you know, millions and paying Apple a few thousand, you know, thousands of dollars for the data source and rolling it in for their users. Right. Although I, I'm an Apple developer to get access to the betas and I, I rebuilt my weather widgets that I use to use weather nice. rest API. Cause I, boy, I could refresh like every minute and not <laughs> run into that limit. Right. Cause it's just me. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I might start playing with that a little bit too. It's fun. Yeah. Dude, so where are you putting your weather? Are you using some of those, uh, little widget things? I've you- got, I'm using uh, the previous pick, uh, Swift Bar, to put a nice. little uh, a little chart in my um, in my menu bar, and I've got a little web page for my weather station that's got a forecast now, and uh, I've got a, a widget from uh, Scriptable, the app on my iPad that shows the nice. like seven day forecast. How hard uh, is really it good. to to call the API? It's, I mean, it's a REST API. So there's a there's a little thing that you have to do, whatever your programming language is, to do the authentication where you have to say like here's my you have to here's go on to the apple developer website and generate a key and you have yeah. to hand the key cryptographically signed every time you make a request but once you once you write that code and there are plenty of examples out there all you get back is a json file and at that point all you're doing is parsing uh so JSON, there's a get call using lan- latitude and, and longitude you just issue that get call you'll get a that's it bunch of json code back that you then and parse. it'll give you a and I, as somebody who has a weather station, I have been so used to writing scripts that parse my historical data. And then I got the access to this API, and I'm like, wait a second. Now now it's the future. Like, it's so weird. That's it's like, cool. well, what, what do you mean? I've got the next eight days with weather information. That's really it's pretty awesome. pretty fun. Yeah. That's, that's uh, yeah, I might play with that. Put a, put a conky widget on my desktop or something. That's neat. Yep. So, yeah, sad to lose uh, Dark Sky, but. Sounds like this is going to be a nice uh, replacement. Uh, let's see. We covered everything that we wanted to cover before we go to break. This is always challenging because there's so much to talk about. Any Anything you guys want to say about the the event? or uh, any? We should mention uh, there was a, um, a story that Apple's hardware subscription service is not dead. It may still arrive, still in the works, according to German. Mark German. 
he says uh, the program would differ from an installment program in that the monthly charge wouldn't be the price of the device amortized over one or two years. It would be a yet-to-be-determined monthly fee, depending on which device you use. Uh, maybe you could even uh, swap out your device for a new model when new hardware comes out. So it's basically uh, a monthly, an iPhone for a monthly fee, right? Possibly integrating in Apple One bundles, etc. So we don't know when that would be announced. Maybe that would be something they'd bring up in October. Maybe. I mean, I, I think they want to sell as many iPhones as they possibly can before they right. start the subscription thing. So maybe you would see that like in 2023. Right. Yeah, I mean, you want to get over the hump, right, of the last time you want to launch a new service like this is the moment where you sell your most yeah. iPhones, <laughs> right? Because you want to shake out the bugs when it's at the low period and then go into next year um, oh, being, so the, you know, having so shaken out the bugs. What's the worst? So Q3 or Q4? Hol- holiday quarter, I think, is the worst for them because it, it's okay. it's right after launch and then it's that's their highest iPhone right. sales quarter is the holiday quarter. So maybe this so, summer would be a good time yeah, to do it. Even even first of the year might be a fine time to do it because it gives them, you know, nine months to be ready for the new iPhone launch. Yeah, yeah. Okay, your ride's here, so we better take a break. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whose ride it is, but it's here. And uh, do our picks of the week i'm going to start today with something i'm going to go out of the box and start with alex Lindsay and his pick of so, the week i'm super excited about this one <gasps> so, Yay. so anyway so we've been testing uh zoom iso we've been using zoom iso so office hours uh, our show if you go to see the show it all runs on a mixture of zoom iso and isadora and everything else but we basically pull all the 1080 all the 1080p feeds, so oftentimes up to 20 um, feeds out of Zoom, and then we put them into our switcher and everything else. And the key is, unlike the way 090 actually does events still, like we because we are needs to be, you know, we, we were not ready to jump into it yet. And the way that we do it here at Twit is that instead of going one device at we a time, we use Zoomosaurus. We have right. so we this, have a, a machine for each of you guys. So what we've done, what Zoom ISO does is it lets us have a meeting where all of us can see each other and there's half the latency. And we're just grabbing the file, the, the, the we're grabbing everything from the back end and pulling it in so that we can edit it. So um, you edit. still so get an isolated camera. an isolated video. Of everybody. Yeah. Audio you, and video, yeah. And yeah. audio. And here's the thing is not just that you get an isolated video. It's that you get Dante. So you can order loop back or whatever. So you can take, I want these 16 people and I want all of those as individual channels going to, to loop back or Dante or siphon or whatever you, you know, whatever you want to do there. And uh, the main that's thing for is, real is that, time, right? That's if you wanted to do real time switching or something or. Well, so, so yeah. So if, if we have Dante, it means that now I can control all the volumes. I mean, everything you were doing here, what we're doing here, we can do in zoom ISO, except that our latency would be half of what it is now. Um, and, you know, there's a bunch of, you know, like, and, and the other thing is, is that it's one, like we have multiple, com- like I have, and own I know, I have 16 uh, computers so that I can have up to 16 people. Um, I, what we, the density here is 12 people coming out of a Mac mini with one card, with two cards. You know, you have, it's just limited by the cards. And it's less than fifty percent CPU use utilization. This is a base. What about Mac bandwidth use utilization? Is it? Oh, it's 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 you know it's up to hundred megs. So so the you know so you can take so you, you twelve you, of them. You're going to be pulling hundred megs of, of data. You're not out. pulling all twelve streams in, uh, out individually. Individually, yeah. you are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So yeah. you do so need a lot of bandwidth. Or 100 megs for 12 people. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it it's reduce you know, quality. It, no, no, it's actually higher quality. So they're using because they're getting they've yeah. gotten out of the, the way They're Basically, they're saying as soon as Zoom comes in the raw video feed, they do a scale and then they give it to Apple. They give it, you know, so it only runs on the Mac. Um, and uh, they you can get if you're on a PC, you can use Zoom. Uh, rooms to get NDI. So you they say a have- Mac Mini M1 has been able to achieve eight HD outputs. A Mac Studio and- twelve HD outputs. Wow! Yeah, yeah so you can is, take this is this is huge. So and, like what so I, just for normal be- people who are going, what the hell are they talking about? So, so <laughs> here's like I have a big I have a big I have a half a million dollars of hardware that and Twitter I'm sure has close to that managing these shows. Um, what I'm building right now, I'm literally ordering the card this afternoon, or I'm getting, I'm not the card, I'm, I have the cards. I'm ordering a, one of the new SDI from uh, Blackmagic, the little um, uh, eight channel, but SDI now, the, the extremes. I can take a Mac mini and take uh, eight outputs and put them into my extreme. And now I have eight, I could cut my own show with super sources and all the other things. I can also send all the audio channels can out. Can you cut it live? As individual. Yeah. You could. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that's, we like to cut it live because we don't want to, we want to reduce post. Yeah. Anything that supports NDI. And and I wanted to throw in here that um, I'm going to jump on Alex's pick, but um, one of the great things about this is this company that built this was this, was a third party that was kind of hacking Zoom very weirdly, but they were bought by Zoom. So right. this is gonna this is Zoom's broad like broadcasting play eventually. They're gonna they're gonna push this thing in right. where it's like completely legit, an actual version of Zoom, but every single person on the call because yeah, people don't know. We're not on one Zoom call together. We're on individual Zoom calls with the studio, and so we're all double latency and it's not as good. That's why we step on each other's right. words here right. and stuff like that. Right. But this gets you all of that isolated audio and video for switching and directing live or for capturing and editing later, all just running on a Mac Mini. And because the funny thing is because it's just what they call, I think it's consuming the, and then it's a source. You don't actually have to switch on a Mac. The Mac Mini is just there to kind of eat your Zoom files and <laughs> right. output it on your network to whatever device you're using as a multi-camera switch. Via NDI. Awesome. So we'd, it, well, we would use a TriCaster for that. Yeah. So you can do NDI it's, that it's way or you, can do, or you can do SDI. And the SDI has a lower head... Um, the SDI lower um, has uh, lower hit hit on the CPU, so you right. can actually do more right. outputs on the SDI than NDI, and and it's it's I think the visual quality is a little higher. But the the um, uh, we but currently use is, SDI. We have we could do both though, right? Yeah. So you could literally take to do what th- to do this show or pretty much any show that you do. You could have a Mac Mini with a Sonnet box and a and a um, quad card, and it would push everybody up. <laughs> like, like yeah. it would just, it would, John, everybody, John says. Sounds like we're going to need an M1 Mac, Leo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and this is a beta, and it's, and it's a little shaky, but boy, the potential here uh, is enormous. So where have you been using would, it, Jason? Uh, well, I want to do, uh, for our live streams, for the video stuff that we do, including the, the I mean... The, the theater Dungeons stuff, the plays. Wouldn't it be fun well, and to the, do and the, the plays And the tabletop way? role-playing. Anything, yeah. Any video that we're doing live, like I use Ecamm Live, and I know that a lot of people at Twit use it too. Mikey yeah, uses Mikey it for uses his shows. It. The, the, you know, right now what we're doing is you screen capture Zoom, right? So you're literally just capturing yeah, individual people right. and cutting them up. And with this, every person is on their own track. And it means you can also like format like the, the canvas of who goes where and just say, put this person here and it's their video instead of like, 
I'm going to well, screen capture. Nobody move the zoom window, and I'm going to make this little rectangle and put it over there. Yeah. So it's a it's just a huge well, usability improvement too. Yeah, and there's no and there's no uh, you know there's no debris on the screen. You know, it's just a raw feed yeah. that comes out. That's of another thing, problem. You know, challenged. we have to zoom into you guys so you can't yeah. see all the the uh, stuff. <laughs> frame rate, yeah. So all, there's no debris. The frame rate is better. The color is, is such better. A good name for that. the the latency is you know uh, I, I stole someone else called it that and I just it kept is debris. Greg it's Gibson, exactly, I think yeah. actually yeah. I was he's, he's in office hours. He said, "Oh, there's all this debris," and I never forgot <laughs> that. Anyway, so so the um uh but. All of that's gone. They don't have the licensing stuff that Skype says, oh, you have to put a you know, logo on it or whatever or right. talk about it. They don't have any of that. And the thing is, is that you're, the magic, the real magic sauce here for us has been if you take, like, even if the, what I'm going to be building, I'm building a mini kit that is just something for myself, like for me to test. I'm doing this, you know, I'm doing uh, Gray Matter with, with Michael Krasny. And so we're going to be building it for that so that I, because I, we have a big kit and we have a lot of people doing it. And I want to do something that, to see how far I can do it by myself. So right? you'd need an M1 Mac. A mini would be fine, right? Or do you yeah. want to use a Mac Studio for this? Well, what, you could use a studio. What, yeah. What I'm going to do is use a... I have a studio, but I'm going to use a Mac mini. Okay. Um, and a AK. Sonic card. Is it Are there external? Sonic box. Sonic box. That's, US, that's the Thunderbolt to Sonic box. And that holds a card. And then what I'm going to put in there is a Blackmagic quad card, which will give me eight outputs. Right. That should be enough for anybody. Yeah. That'll send eight out. Well, except for us, because office hours is like 16 people. So um, but normally it would um, we would take eight out and I put it into an ATEM mini extreme ISO, the new SDI version. So I don't have to have any of the the converter. We'd put it into a TriCaster, obviously. Yeah, yeah. you could. Yeah, absolutely. Does Um, does the black magic send out SDI? Yeah. Yeah. The black magic card um, that is connected as SDI out and okay. the new black magic mini extreme is SDI in. So the, it's the little form factor, but it's anyway. So, it, and then, um, so then I have the, and then what I'm using is a program called mix effect pro, which kind of transforms the, the ATEM into a bigger switcher. Like it literally multiplies the value by like 10 X. And so what you do is you can program tons of super sources into it. They'll animate between them, each other, they'll switch between them. And that's the base that I'm going to work with. Not, then I'm literally cutting most of the show on an iPad. Like I'm literally just tapping on an iPad. Like I want this shot. I literally did a, I did a show for uh, 30,000 people literally sitting on an iPad with mix effect pro cutting between stuff, you know? And, <laughs> wow. um, so it's so anyway, so it makes it kind of makes the ATEM magical. And then when we start taking Zoom OSC, which is also made by Liminal, which is owned by Zoom, um, we get all the data out. Who's who's in there? Who's talking? Who's doing like all the things that Zoom is reporting? And so what we can really get into is that's when we start taking what's called Isadora by by Trickatronics. Um, we take Isadora and Isadora is a low code, you know, mostly nodal brain. Right. And so we start making all the decisions. I want you to automatically do this. When I hit, like, for instance, in office hours, when we hit uh, um, put the lower third up, it knows who's up. (laughs) It puts the lower third up. You know, like it doesn't I don't have to figure out who's who. It just puts it in there and it's all formatted using um, uh, SPX graphics, which is a free, you know, it's a free platform. So um, so anyway, so the um, so all of that stuff can be integrated because we have all these ISOs out. And because we have, and then the audio now can be, we can, uh, we can mix the audio um, because we get out of Dante, that's going to go into an X32 and eventually um, it's actually going, eventually it's going to go into what's called uh, Elisa, which is a um, surround sound. So 
we're actually we can actually take because we're getting the ISO audio out without adding any other D embedders or anything else. We're just going to send that into a surround and we're going to spread everybody out you know, into 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 a, a surround mix for YouTube. Um, and so, uh, but all of that's done. All of that's possible um, because of uh, Zoom ISO and 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 we're. We're on Zoom ISO one, so the whole show that if you go to officehours.global or whatever, that whole show is is a mixture of um, Zoom ISO, Zoom OSC, Isadora, Universe, a, you know, Mix Effect Pro makes that show. You know, is, is that's how that show gets done. Nice. The the we're going to now spend the next six weeks. It's going to be a little bit rough, but we've decided I could spend the next six months doing this on the weekends and trying to figure this out, or we can all just work together and turn it over to to version two, and we're going to turn it over <laughs> so so we're gonna so the next six weeks we're gonna turn all it is in beta though into. so we'll wait it is in beta i will say that stable. my experience so far is that it is uh the beta of two is much more stable than the nice. release version of one because oh. release version of one was written by a little company right and 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 uh and and version two was written by a zoom team right <laughs> like, you know that had access to making requests and having them actually get done. And so, so, and, and I, and I will say that it's, it's, um, this is the reason that I'm so excited about this is that I spent, I mean, I don't know how many meetings I had with, uh, you know, with folks that were working on Skype TX, uh, with folks that were working on Hangouts, with folks that like saying, this is what we need. I need a box that I can put out all the outputs. You know, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. And, and I kept on asking for, you know, all of this stuff and everyone's like, oh yeah, but that seems really hard. And, um, and liminal, liminal and now Zoom uh, took this on and they pulled out all the stops, you know, and I, I don't think this is the end. This is just their first drop of this is what it looks like when you have an internal now an internal team at Zoom with the focus and and support from management to run down the field at full speed. You know, and I think that this makes a huge difference. in, And again, the from an accessibility perspective, this tool means that you can do shows at a fraction of the cost that you could two weeks ago, you know, like, you know, and, and it just means that it you sounds like it's really not a phrase. Like, it's like, I got to buy a lot of crap. <laughs> well, it's, well, for someone who's, for someone who's, I mean, if Jason, I, you know, Jason I guess, said yeah, that you, you could just you do don't. this with another Mac, right? Mac to Mac. That's the brilliance of it is you could scale from me on my Mac doing a D and D stream right. through yep. twit all the way up to Alex, right. because once you've got <laughs> those streams on their own, you can do anything you want with them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and so how and do you, you separate put, them if you're going? Uh, you don't separate them. You just play it out to the streamer, Jason. Yeah, yeah you can, what's I mean, interesting? Yeah, for, yeah, so yeah. for me, with like something like Ecam Live, you basically said every every person in your call is an, is a source, right? And so you can you can set up. Do you uh, switch in the Mac? You can you can switch in the Mac. Yeah, you yeah. don't need an okay. external switcher. Although you know you more professional setups will have them, but right. I just switch. I, I assign some Stream Deck buttons to the different takes. You know the different canvases that I've set up, and I switch among them. And this is this will be much again much easier because now you've got isolated audio and video on individual tracks instead yeah. of what you used to have, which is uh, a screen capture where you're grabbing pixels and a single audio track of the entire right. call, which is no yeah, and, and the. And the you know whether you're using Ecamm or Mimo Live or other things like that on the Mac or I, I still wouldn't use OBS on the Mac but anyway so so anyway so the Ecamm or Mimo Live are the two big ones you can deliver those videos they can cut them they now again as Jason said you now have ISO audio so you can control the volume as it relates to everyone in between you can also yeah. control sync so one of the things that we're adding 
now that we have ISO audio, we're going to be pushing that all out into um, the X32, the Behringer X32, and then we can adjust the audio sync per person. And so we can go through there and, and we can also do equalization <laughs> and all kinds of other things, which is, you know, and so we're looking at basically the next step that we're getting is a thing called Matchbox, which literally someone can take their iPad and hold it up and it'll automatically you know, sync their audio for every person that's in the panel in, you know, take a couple minutes, you know, so. Can I ask a question? A, yeah. <laughs> it's completely personal. If we yeah. want to do the radio show that way, yeah. could we do that? We could have, could we, could we have people what I really need is a lobby that people could call into, and then we could bring people up from the lobby into the show. Yeah, we do that in Zoom all the time. We use that. We use breakout rooms for that. Okay. So, so what we do is the way I have we to talk. We don't need to waste the time on a Mac yeah. Break Weekly, but anyway. I should get but together. Yeah, we with do you. that because I'd like to figure out a way. You know, the way it works now, you have a radio station phone number and a rollover, right. and it you know people yeah. are in a call screener, and people are. In, but it'd be nice to have video. I'd like to have video. Well, just real quickly, the, what we do is we we. You, you, Using Zoom's breakout rooms, what we do is we have people come in, we push them into a breakout room, and then we talk to them. And, and then we can literally just move them into the show. Like the producer can just move them. Oh, that's cool. You know, now I'm going to promote you to the show. Sometimes we send them to hair and makeup, which is us checking their stuff if there's a whole bunch of people coming in. <laughs> Burke um, can do hair and makeup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then this is the digital hair and makeup version. And then, and, but, but you literally say, okay, now we're going to drag you. We're going to take you to the show, and we can literally just drag you into the show. And now so you're the there, breakout rooms you know. are a feature of Zoom's like webinars thing. Yeah, it's it, well, it's all their meetings. I'll, I'll meeting, do it. And, and, the, oh, okay. and the other thing that's really powerful is I drag you into that meeting. You're not suddenly in front of everybody. You are just another signal there that has got audio and video coming out to my management system. Uh, so when you talk to someone, so you're not just dropping them into a Zoom and suddenly they could talk while you're talking. Yes. They're there. You, they you could talk it. and you could hear them in the meeting. You would be able to hear them, but that doesn't mean they're going to broadcast because right. we have the ISO audio and the iso video coming out and so that's still going into a mixer and a switcher somebody's got to put, so, turn that up to do it yeah yeah it's it's uh i it's the it's the future like um and uh well, it might be our future this sounds really cool I, it should be it should yeah. it, this is the way this is again whether you're doing broadcast i'm glad we moved to zoom i have or, to say zoom has been a much much better choice for for us than skype oh yeah. in fact well, remember skype tried to do something like this they had that broadcast version of the skype, skype tx the, the problem was is that the 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 latency on the skype tx box was, is actually much higher than yeah. regular skype yeah and and it was it was it was never meant to be this it was a game show piece of software that they bought from somebody else cat right. and mouse right and it was never it was never rewritten and what you're seeing here is a, is a team that is meticulously rewriting things to be to take full advantage of the mac architecture and squeeze out every ounce of quality that they can get well, out of it. And, anything that and would help our latency problems, which have become well, worse and worse, half. would be yeah, well half. worth it. Yeah. It's half. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we'll figure it out. Anyway, that was a long pick. <laughs> but thank really you. Good. I apologize, everybody. <laughs> that, yeah. But you got me you got me thinking. How about how about you, Mr. Jason Snell? Uh, actually, let me do Andy and then do you do Jason. Andy has been sitting there very patiently. <laughs> Quiet for uh, yeah. a, a preternaturally long time for Andy. Oh, the... <laughs> that's a, that, that's okay. I had, I had some pants and eat hemming, so I got I finally got <laughs> Good. some darn those socks. Got, yeah, got, got some. Uh, yeah, so uh, my my pick is. Uh, all trails it's a website and a phone app it's all about finding places to take long walks in nature and oh, hikes and stuff like that and so it's probably a good pick to uh to justify that uh, that 700 dollars 800 dollars uh, new ultra I'm, apple watch you i'm got. gonna take my watch to the taylor mountain via the western <laughs> exactly. route wow. it's i mean it's, it's really cool i mean it's, it's uh, if, if you've oftentimes you have no idea 
what kind of really nice uh, nature walks are available to you until you actually look around for them. And All Trails does that for you. Either it'll pick up what your actual location is and say, hey, here are these, here's some really nice trails that are nearby like within a few miles of, uh, of, uh, of your location. Uh, you can do, of course, you can search by place. So if you know that you're going to be, uh, you, you got a half a day off in, uh, in Dayton, Ohio, because you're visiting relatives and you want to get away from humanity for a little bit, it'll find you nice trails. It has a lot of crowdsourced information, so a lot of individual reviews, a lot of individual photos, along with a lot of very practical advice on uh, like uh, you'll you'll find out if you're looking for something. I just want to take a nice a nice walk. I don't care about tripping hazards, but I don't want to ever have to like be sitting in the middle of a ha- halfway up a mountain wondering if it's time for me to call nine one one or not. Uh, or if you do want the adventure, you can find those kind of adventures trails too. It'll tra- it'll uh, it'll track your progress through a park through a trail. Uh, it'll uh, record what you uh, your your past and present. It'll let you mark things for the future. Uh, it's both a website and an app. The uh, both of these things are free to use for most of the really good discovery features. Uh, for uh, two ninety nine a month, it'll give you it'll unlock a whole bunch of extra features like uh, being able to save maps to your device, which is important if you're some if if you're outside of cell range, for instance, uh, access to three D maps. Uh, so a lot of these extra features. The only real bummer about that is that three two ninety nine is not a lot of money, but they don't they they won't just let you subscribe. They will have to charge. They want to just charge you for the year. And it's like I I, I I tried it for the first time about a month ago, definitely signed up for the free trial. And then when I found out that I, I would have let them charge me two ninety nine a month to use it for the next two or three months. But when I found out that I was about to be charged thirty six bucks for <laughs> to enter into the winter and I'm not going to be scrambling up trails during the during the middle of the winter, I'm like, eh, OK, maybe I'll go back to the free version of it. But it's really, really good. Even the free features are really, really nice. And like I said, it's, it's even if you're near a city, it's sometimes very, very surprising. The really, really beautiful walks and hikes that are available to you, even if you don't have the right shoes, even if you don't have the walking stick and the $800 uh, the $800 adventure watch you have you can have a much much better walk than you could like at your if, with the mall walkers uh, at your local shopping mall I'm installing it right now because it found some really cool trails I didn't know about yeah, exactly in the neighborhood so that's great uh, alltrails.com and the alltrails app and then $36 a, a year if you decide the pro version is right for you but you can try it for free uh, very cool. It might, it, it might be. It might be. It might be worth. I might do that. Like in March, like when the weather gets better. But yeah, not in, I understand. Not in September. Here in California, it's probably better to hike exactly. in the winter. Frankly, <laughs> then, uh, this reminds me actually of a, an app that uh, I was really pleased to find out about uh, from um, Chris Marquardt. Let me see if I can remember it. It's called IZI at IZI Travel. It's not a. Uh, it's audio guides crowdsourced. So we don't have anything in Petaluma, but there's a bunch in San Francisco, and you could put them on your phone. They have an app for the uh, for it, and listen. But there, you know, the quality may vary because it's it's done by you know regular people. Anybody can create a guide, but boy, I think what a gr- I we did some paid audio guides in Hawaii, and it was a great way to travel around without having to pay for a, an official guide. Um, this looks really really cool. So I will add this to your pick izi.travel and uh, there is an app as well google and uh, and ios and windows phone 
Hey. I don't know. It says download from the Windows Phone Store. I'll get, I'll get that Nokia 1020 out of storage. I don't know. What the hell? Maybe this is an old website. I don't know. Uh, Jason Snell, now it's your time for the pick of the week. All right. Really quickly, we talked earlier about the new lock screen widgets on the new version of iOS. And so I want to recommend Widget Smith, which is a free app with in-app purchase if you want to unlock some extra stuff like weather forecasts and all that. It's from David Smith, very industrious iOS developer. It uh, basically is custom widgets. That's what it does. It lets you do custom widgets on your home screen and now on your lock screen. Uh, you get to control the look, the color, the you put pictures on little lock screen widgets, but like all the things where you think, I wonder if there's an app that makes widgets like this. If you want to eliminate the search for an app in a particular category that makes that widget, Widget Smith almost certainly makes that widget, whether it is a photo widget or a weather widget or a pedometer widget or, you know, you name it. Uh, David has come up with a widget for it. It's a great app if you like having widgets on your home screen or you want to add new widgets to your lock screen. So check it out. It's free to try. And then, like I said, unlock. There's a subscription if you want to unlock some very specific data sources that require him to you know, subscribe to a data source like a weather source. You know, it's funny. I was looking at my subscriptions. This is one of them trying to decide. And I thought, well, let me see how it works with iOS 16 because I have been using it and I really like it. Uh, and I wonder, I bet it'll be even better with iOS 16, right? Get those new widget types now so you can put widget types. custom widgets on your lock screen. Mm. Yeah. You know, I'm now, I'm already pissed off that I only can put two. <laughs> I want more. <laughs> you can get more of the circular ones. You can fit more of the circular oh, ones on. Because Halide uh, has a circular one. So I could put a Halide on there. Let me yep. let me look at this here. So I, I, I long press, customize. Where's the widget? You got to tap on the widgets. Tap on the widgets, and then and here's, you gotta, if I you're scroll have to down, remove one of them. here's yeah. Halide. But this is like that's one you can drag on there. Is that like a regular widget? And then what's cool? Yeah, look you, at this. Open Halide. Open in auto mode. Open uh -huh. in manual mode. Macro mode. Wide camera. Ultra wide camera. Telephoto camera. So yep. you can have widgets on here. But I can't just drag this to the lock Wait, screen. Not until you delete. You have to. You have two rectangular widgets down there, so that area is full. You're going to have to delete one of those widgets first, <laughs> or make a new home screen with different widgets on it. Oh, that's right. So I could have one when I'm using all trails and hiking that would also have <laughs> halide on there as well. You got it. Oh man! Now you're getting it. Now I'm getting it. I'm going to have screens galore, and when I'm so on, many lock screens. so many lock screens. You know, this that, that justifies all the extra iPhones you're buying this year. So you'll have, be able to have all these extra screens. Extra screens for the it extra works, iPhones. God, God finds a way. Uh, so far, I've only bought three. One for me, one for Lisa, and one for Micah. Uh, but that may just be the tip of the iceberg if we have a lot of things next month. Jason Snell, thank you so much. I agree, Widget Smith. Well worth it. Uh, yeah. Jason does the best stuff ever at sixcolors.com. It's a great site, along with Dan Morin, to uh, to keep up on your Apple fanboy Thank you. info. You're not an Apple fanboy. I don't mean to say that, but if you are an Apple fanboy, you must read Six Colors. Let's there put it that go. way. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Uh, you also are uh, a very uh, prolific podcaster. Their podcast is listed uh, at sixcolors.com. Um, including uh, stuff on Relay.fm. Yep. Thank you, Relay, Jason. Relay, The Incomparable, the so incomparable. many other places. Love and, The uh, Yeah, working a lot at Six Colors this uh, this month. Good. 
Nice. Mr. Andy Anaka, when will you appear on WGBH next? I'm off this week, but I'm on uh, next Friday at uh, 1245 uh, in the afternoon. Go to WGBHnews.org to stream it live or later or to check out the WGBH YouTube channel, which has which will have that live plus all my other previous like stuff doing for. And look for Andy at the Opera October 6th. <laughs> right after the, the maybe you'll even have a new pixel phone to shoot some pictures with yeah i would, I would uh, you know I, I i hate to say it as a as a happy pixel 6 owner if i have an, if i had a new pixel 7 in my hand but Ooh. i also have like a new iphone in the other hand like maybe Ooh. i don't maybe i don't you know i only have two weeks with, you don't this, need to uh, with eat. this with this iphone yeah it's like uh you don't need to eat i know i i, I hate temptation you're supposed to resist <laughs> it but that's that's the, that's the least fun part and he does talk about uh android things with florence Lyon in his material podcast at relay.fm and alex Lindsay, he's easy to find just go to officehours.global which is a 24-hour fest of stuff uh, the big morning show is the one you want to check out this uh, show today was on budget audio solutions which is kind of it turned out cool. to be really good it was yeah. you know, we were really just talking about lots of less expensive things that you can use and what to th- what to think about when you're buying less expensive than more expensive so nice um, and we by the way if you're interested in the zoom iso thing that we did we grilled the part of the engineering team on saturday at ibc they they came in live from their booth at ibc and there we asked them a ton of questions oh um, there's also okay. an ibc coverage there which Took it to a, you know, we've done a lot of conferences. The IBC coverage that we did was kind of fun because we, uh, you know, we were doing live, like going to people's booths and having panelists in Zoom asking them questions. Oh, directly. that's really neat. What a <laughs> yeah, great so idea. It's, I, I, I didn't think it was going to work. Like, like, like the guys were like, we got this idea. We're going to do this thing. I'm like, I go ahead. You know, <laughs> you know like, go ahead, do it. And, and they did it. And it was kind of magical. So, well, you're, um, you're really, this is really a, a laboratory for the future media oh, if you ask me i mean it's really yeah. impressive what you're doing i mean it's, it's we're watching it's, with interest at all times it's the whole community and i'm doing less and less every day and they're doing more and more and they're yeah. and they are i mean it's just incredible think tank of people that are experimenting and we're using things like ibc we'll probably use nab uh, new york next and as how do we do a live coverage of a, of a given location but also also office hours every day is a lab because we've got Anywhere from three or four people up to 20 <laughs> that are managing, managing the back end, not even on the front end, that are experimenting and we're constantly developing it. Like we, the Zoom ISO thing, we're going to have, one of the problems is when you're trying to test Zoom ISO is who is in the, in the window, right? Like who's right. in the windows? So we, we built an event that we recorded that we can loop. So we can loop 12 people at a time into a Zoom room. And anybody who wants to between one and three in the afternoon can just go in with their Zoom ISO and just grab onto some of these. And it's an actual conversation and you can make sure that all your, you know, your systems are working. And um, and so that's a it's, a it's a lot of fun. So it's it's a pretty fun community. All I can say is go to officehours.global, find out how you can be participate. You can always watch, but you can also, which is really cool, uh, participate. Um, I also, I, I did, by the way, I've decided on shows, I started doing like some comment, I decided to just hand to mid journey and just say, ah, like, I love that you create. So we had a dynamic Island. So I just put dynamic Island in and there, there you go. That's dynamic. That's oh, dynamic. it's beautiful. <laughs> I want to go there. Island. I know. I know. There's a, here's another version of it. It's a little, a little bit more swimming. Mid journey is one of these, uh, AI, and, uh, uh, art generators. It's, uh, it's, it's got a discord one. channel, so you can do it right in discord. 
That's yeah. Really so cool. I yeah. I threw a couple of them in there. I thought it'd be I thought it'd be fun it's, as we experiment with the the our overlords. <laughs> it seems like such I a saw Ben. Right you know, it's wild. Ben Thompson uh, on Stratechery was using uh, Mid Journey, or was it? Yeah, I think it was Mid Journey. To uh, all of us that can't get into Dolly, or yeah, exactly. I f- <laughs> forget. Did I say that? No, forget is what I was saying. Yeah. Forget Dolly too, because you can now use uh, Stable Diffusion, which is mind-boggling on your own hardware. And yeah. uh, if you don't have that kind of hardware, uh, Mid Journey. This is this is a Stratechery. He, you know, he's obviously playing with it. My first job was a paperboy, but there's something about the art created by this that is yeah. just fascinating to me. It's just, it's yeah. a lot of fun because you're playing with it and it, you know, people will say, well, it's just the AI, but it's not, it's how you type it in. It is it's what it's you evolve, like what I just showed it's you. It's the that's new the, kind of programming. That's a, the, what I just, yeah, the pictures is, I showed you are a hundred iterations in. Yeah. I was just doing it all yeah. day. I mean, while we were talking, I just, I just hit go, go, go. Yeah. Go, you're go, really coding. Go, 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 go. go. Yeah. And you're really coding. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just, really when you see the next generation of these kind of apps where you can say, okay, I, I want there to be more fallout on the, on the, on the ground there. Like, I, yeah. I want the paint there to be a little bit rougher, make it flakier. Then say, I want you to, uh, I want to do this as an oil painting, but I want a really heavy impasto on it. And that's the, just like, just like, yeah, just like you said, when it becomes manipulate, you, you go from manipulating paint to manipulating an algorithm. I don't see the difference between creative that and actual and legitimate creative art. Well, Alex, send us that, that, that uh, dynamic island. We'll use it as our thumbnail okay. for the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll see if I can get one every, we'll, we'll do one for the shows, you know, so the, uh, yeah, the, can you, um, you can know, you I have, <laughs> this is what I really want. Alex, Andy, Leo, and Jason at Dynamic Island. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You guys are going to have to work on that in Photoshop. But, <laughs> okay, but, <yeah>. okay. <laughs> but, I, but I do think that the AI is, you know, it, to me it feels very much like synthesizers, you know, and when we said, oh, well, those aren't really, you know, and people create incredible music with them, and but they're doing a lot of the stuff for you, and this is kind of building on that, so it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll send them to you. I'll send you a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking a little bit about it. I, I think it's fascinating what's going on. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, it is, it is the first time AI has actually seemed like it actually is somewhat alive to me. It's pretty amazing. Uh, Andy. Oh, um, by the way, Alex, 090.media hire this guy, you know, just hire him. That's all. That's all I can say. Hire him. Alex, Andy, Jason. Thank you so much. Great to have you. We do Mac break weekly. It's my first show of the week, uh, Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1800 UTC. You can watch us do it live at live.twit.tv. If you're doing that, you might want to chat with us live at irc.twit.tv. That's open to all. Of course, our Club Twit members are chatting in the Discord, where they are having a great time, as always. If you want to become a member of Club Twit, support the shows, get ad-free versions of all the shows, Get access to the Discord, which is a community uh, which is, transcends Twit, plus the Twit Plus feed with all sorts of interesting stuff. Shows we don't even put out uh, for the public, like Hands on Mac with uh, Micah Sargent, Hands on Windows with Paul Therott, The Untitled Linux Show with Jonathan Bennett, Stacey Higginbotham's Book Club, The Giz Fizz with Dick D. Bartolo. Uh, this is, I think, a great deal for 7 bucks a month. Go to twit.tv slash club twit. Twit.tv slash club it uh that's it for mac break weekly uh i hope i'll see you here next week but meanwhile it's time to get back to work because break time is over darn it hey we should talk linux 
It's the operating system that runs the internet, but your game consoles, cell phones, and maybe even the machine on your desk. But you already knew all that. What you may not know is that TwitNow has a show dedicated to it, The Untitled Linux Show. Whether you're a Linux pro, a burgeoning sysadmin, or just curious what the big deal is, you should join us on the Club Twit Discord every Saturday afternoon for news, analysis, and tips to sharpen your Linux skills. And then make sure you subscribe to the Club Twit exclusive Untitled Linux Show. Wait, you're not a Club Twit member yet? Well, go to twit.tv slash club twit and sign up. Hope to see you there.